So 329. Damn, girl. Yeah, you got it. Why, uh, why are you, why are you getting, I mean, getting guy goes, so well so the last several episodes? Because I try. I have a pretty decent memory for recalling events. Not always recalling like an individual fact, but if I can contextualize a memory, it can be a lot better. So I contextualize Arthur saying 328 was correct. And so I was like, that sounds right. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to do it. That's how I remember stuff. Uh, yeah. Like, like if I can't remember a random date, but if I can remember a conversation of talking about something, you know, but uh, well memory is a weird thing. Anyways, you recreate it every time you rethink it. Yeah. It's, it's always like slightly different. Yeah, I, I listened to that, that radio lab episode. That was really good. That fucks me up. I didn't listen to radio lab, but I just, you know, I just like, yeah. I've been reading about it. Cause I was like, that's fucked up. You should listen to the radio lab episode. I it's should. really good. Uh, I'm also joined by Arthur Geese, who normally corrects me on the numbers. Uh, Matt Chandernay. I don't really know what to do now that I'm not correcting you on numbers. <laughs> Matt Chandernay. That is me. And James Faulkner returns to us from PAX East and South by Southwest. Yeah. I got, I got the flu. <laughs> you got the convention flu. I got the PAX Fox. I got a fever and a cold <sighs> and full body pains. It was way to be a fucking stereotype. Let me... Let, let, me, let me make a PSA. If you're fucking <laughs> sick, don't go to a convention. God. Like, and I, this is not a choice for me because I was there. I get it, though. If, you're, if you paid for it and you waited in line, this is your only chance. No. You're going you're gonna to tough it out. I, I used to be, I would have been like Stay that. in your goddamn hotel room. I know. If I'm don't, there for, don't, if I'm there for or fun. wear a fucking mask. Yeah. Yeah, wear a yeah. fucking and mask gloves. so people know you're sick and will stay away from no, you. Just like wash your hands, <laughs> use Purell, and wear a mask. Yeah. Do you realize how much people will be grateful to you if you're at a con and they see you wearing a mask? They're like, that person might be sick, and they're going out of their way to make sure other people don't get sick other than the not the logical decision of not coming here. Yeah. But let's just give you the benefit of the doubt and say, good for you, sir. It's like the it's like the wearing the mask is not culturally acceptable here because like if you wear if you wear the mask, then people are like, Why didn't you fucking stay home? Fuck that. It's a it's a building full of people wearing kilts. Yeah. <laughs> right? They can I'm wear just a fucking I, mask. I'm just saying I, I wish it was culturally acceptable the way that it if is every in like sick East Asian countries. It yeah. packs wore a mask, they would outnumber the kilt wearers. <laughs> Go out and be sick, whatever. Make people yeah. stronger. Get them <laughs> sick too. Yeah. It, it, it was like my I I got sick in like the middle of our uh, middle of our show. Oh no! And uh, my amazing boss was just like, "No, go, just get out of here. Go, go get better." So, uh, uh, but uh, but, just, oh, but as I was sorry. as 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 I was walking back to the room, I saw like three people who I hadn't seen who were like, "Oh, cool!" I was like, "No, don't touch me!" I'm, I'm like <laughs> at my most most infectious point right now. <laughs> I do not want to ruin the rest of your show. <laughs> So, uh, for people that might have not listened in a couple weeks, where do you work now that brought you to both PAX oh, and South I was, by Southwest? Yeah, I was doing Twitch stuff. I was doing, we are doing Twitch broadcasts. Twitch.tv. Twitch.tv slash Twitch. That's <laughs> pretty much where all my stuff lives. Awesome. Uh, uh, good times. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, after being sick, did you do anything fun? Uh, I got to see some cool games. Uh, I saw a bunch of Prey footage because they came on our show. Cool. Uh, and I want to play that game. <laughs> go bad Me how too. much of that have you played arthur were you at a review event which game is this pray uh i played the first hour no i also there's won. a part i don't did you sit down and play it is no it? i just okay. got to watch footage it there's was on a part the show. where you go into an office and a video plays of someone very important telling you something and then someone else cutting it off and that is exactly where my demo stopped okay <laughs> i am looking forward to the game the game's like only what two months out yeah so uh less that game is like five weeks out. 
Wow. Yeah, I've actually started seeing YouTube commercials for it. And I all. have muted that account on Twitter because <laughs> it keeps popping shit up into my timeline, and I'm like, I know. <laughs> I don't Stop follow it. very many games anymore. I don't game follow publishers. the game. It's like fucking Pete Hines and anybody else even remotely related to Bethesda retweeting that shit in my timeline. It's like, Pete, stop. <laughs> well, um, he is the PR person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's uh, like, like those cat accounts you follow and suddenly they start tweeting like a bunch of One Direction things. You're like, this is not what I'm here for. <laughs> this crossover is not what I want. No. Uh, I have a bunch of One Direction accounts fo- <laughs> muted because that is the thing that happens. Uh, so I didn't play a ton of games, but I did bring Zelda with me, which ended up being the perfect like plane game slash I'm sick in a hotel room <laughs> uh, game and Man, I really like that thing as a portable console. It I, does not have great battery life. Yeah, but with Zelda, yeah, it's with Zelda, bad. but it's like, like two and a half hours, yeah. three hours, and you're dead. Uh, but if you have plane power and you have a long flight, or and you or you're like just stuck somewhere, like there, it's it is a perfect console to bring with you. Yeah, it is a per- well. Like, it's a good console. I still yeah. think the button placement on that thing sucks. No, I, I I agree with that, but like. I, it looks really good. It's light. It's it's it is very light, and Zelda is a fucking incredible game. Yeah, like I understand, like you know, everyone giving it tens, Arthur included. I was like, I don't know. I really I look, man. This doesn't. This doesn't, I get it. This doesn't need to be a Zelda game. That's the thing. Is I tell people, I have no Zelda nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It could have been. I mean, if it hadn't if it hadn't been a Zelda game, I don't think it would have sold as well. But I'm saying it could have just been a explore the world, I, have an adventure thing because. The main mechanics of it that make it interesting to me aren't traditionally Zelda stuff. They're climbing, Mechanically, exploring a no, world. I don't think it needs to be Zelda, but I think that... It's a beautiful trapping for it. It's it's not just that. It's like the whole conceit and sort of like lore and world that it provides is oh, a yeah. unifying factor. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just saying that to me, the best parts about that game aren't finding... F- figuring out how to stop Ganon or anything like that. It's nothing. None of the Zelda stuff. It's not... Spoilers. It is... It is... Uh, yeah. It is uh, the the best part about it to me is literally seeing a mountain and being like, I'm going to climb that shit and see what's <laughs> at the top. If and, you're oh, and then, in the background, by the way, it's because they're literally building a structure across the street for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, really? and then and you get on, at night. I have no idea. What's and then you get on top of a mountain and then you see another mountain in the distance and you're like, I'm going to get on top of that. mountain." <laughs> yeah. That is the, f- the craziest part I of saw that game. A falling star. I am going to fucking hang glide my way over there. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a world where, around every turn is something where you're like what the fuck is that and then you know what it turns out to be something kind of cool almost always yeah Yeah. uh and even the worst parts of those games including like the vo for a lot of the characters are elevated by it being a zelda game oh yeah for sure you can forgive it more because you're like well it's like this kind of weird nintendo charm that's Mm -hmm. not for sure doesn't have to be like this is a serious zelda game we're gonna be serious about the, <laughs> the bad things that are for happening sure. in this you world. talk to the characters and characters have repeated little quirks like you meet one guy who every time he says something he he accentuates it with a stinger and it plays a literal guitar stinger when he does it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. stuff like that like just like really dumb things the, the, yeah, that's pretty good the scientist that's lady what, oh yeah who who's uh, who just says tells you to say switch all the time? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's she's it's, great. Oh, there's a cat about to lose their shit. <sighs> uh, it is a really fucking cool game, though. Like, like I'm not. There you wa- go. I don't want to watch Arthur's cat vomit, but uh, <laughs> and the other cat eat it. The, it is a beautiful. <laughs> it is a beautiful it. thing, and I will say that I finally did one of the dungeons in that game because I think there are like four main dungeons in that game. <laughs> 
and that and the dungeons. You know what she's throwing up, by the way? What hairball reduction food? <sighs> and and uh, I just yeah, I just love that your other cat is like right there, like yeah, throw that shit up. I'm ready to chow uh, down. Okay. Anyways, God damn it. Uh, yeah, the, it, it only has like four big dungeons in it. That's but why man, you have two. Cats. I will say that five. Oh yeah, but I will say that Ish. the the four before the five ish is uh there's I've only done one of them so far and it blew me away how brilliant it was like the the tw- like did it from blow a- you away before or after you realized you had to go to the map screen when I went to the map screen and realized that by going to the map screen I could augment the map it, I mean you have to not yes I'm saying that blew me away because I was like the, the intricacy of that level design is fucking bonkers like which animal did you do I did an elephant and so yeah. I was just blown away at like how intricate that was. I was like, that's Man. the first one I did too. I I just was like, wow. Like, I find myself in that game being like, just saying wow a lot. Where I'm just like, this this to me when someone tells me a game takes five years, I'm like, yes, I see why that took five years because even like the mini map in that game with its topographicalness, like I was like, that must have taken someone so long to make an accurate topographical map for that game. In my opinion, I think the like the in game map actually kind of sucks. I mean, like, it's not the best. I'm just saying it's beautiful to look at when sure. you see it. So there is a level of craft and attention to detail that is extremely strong in that game in a yeah. way that very few games are. And like everyone says, oh, well, Nintendo does that. And it's like, no, actually not all of Nintendo's no. games are like that. I've yeah. seen plenty of Zelda games that I thought were, they were very well made, but this is like a master class in like fucking craft and polish. Also like, of, of, of the like, hey, do you, do you know you could do that? Like the yes. thing, the thing that like blew me away this week was I saw a Twitter video of someone chopping down a tree, freezing, t- freezing it within time, uh, hitting it a bunch of times, getting on top, it shooting out, launching Link into the air, then, uh, then them paragliding off of that to like get across large spaces very yeah, quickly. Yeah, basically they just made a bunch of weird fucked up physics systems and said, I don't know if I can play with that and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the end, I just would like, man, if I could ever work on a game someday where I could do what the, the director of that game said, that they every time they hit a milestone, they would play Aruma. through the entire game. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, every time wow. they hit a milestone, he said the team would stop for a week and play through the entirety of the game. And I was like, that's crazy. But he's like, it sounds like a big waste of man hours. But he says, in the long run, no. it, saved us a, it saved us a ton because yeah. we already had all that feedback worked in. You yep. know? And I was like, man, that's smart. I wish I yep. could do I like That is something that you never hear about companies doing, especially right. Western companies. Like, they may do some kind of playthroughs of their game. Like, you play the build, you play the build. But like where the company stop, like shuts down production and is like, we're just going to fucking play this game like that. I wish that Bioware had Crazy. done that with Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, we can move on yeah. from Zelda. I mean, it's been out for a while, but man, continues to be good. And I can, the, the reason we're still talking about it is because unlike Arthur, the rest of us, it takes a long time to play through that game. Arthur had to jam on that fucking yeah. hard. Are, man. are you realizing like why I was dead? Yes, I mean, I probably put like 40 hours in it, and I feel like I'm like I've ticked off like 15% or something, you know? Ugh, yeah, so. I did like 70 hours of that game. So, um, and then I got back and I finished Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Yay. which I like a lot. Um, do you like it less than you did? Because you sound less enthusiastic. I wasn't super stoked with a lot okay there's like the three tiers of quests there's main quests there's side quests and mm-hmm. there's like errands errands yeah any of the errands i found bad like there huh. like there are there are of three types where it was like someone stole something track someone or fight off this group of enemies 
and yeah. that was just the least interesting. Like it was mostly human stories of human enemies, which was the least interesting part of the combat in that yeah, game. Yeah, the the track the track things I I actually liked, and the the thing that I liked about the human combat was that I was such a long distance stealth arrow master mm. that it was like. It was more for me. It was like this: the stealth action challenge of can I get through this without sounding off any alarms or alerting anybody? Yeah. Um, I just hearing you talk about it right now. It reminds me of people talking about Metal Gear. What do you mean? I don't know. Just like the stealth action sort of stuff. Hmm. I mean, the, the I think Metal Gear Solid Five had some of the best like open world stuff action stuff of just it, it was similar to zelda of like can i do this oh i can totally do this <laughs> like it had, it had enough variance in there where i this doesn't always seem like that like there there are yeah. there are ways it's, it's a lot of whistling to get people to come to your bush so you can like st- stealth stab them yes uh, and it only tracks one at a time you're not really like playing with the ai routines all that much right um, yeah, although definitely. you do get to play with the ai uh, from what i've seen the sense of like capturing certain ones and right turning them on each other right. and stuff like that that, that stuff is really interesting to see them combat each other but it i mostly just like roped people down and then just dumped arrows into them <laughs> um, yeah de- definitely definitely the be- the game is at its best when you're actually fighting machines yeah mm-hmm. and when you're fighting groups of machines that of might different run types. into other machines yeah. that start fighting each other and like yeah. just shit gets so crazy so fast yeah. um i wonder but, if i'm gonna play this game but i found the when that game reveals itself story-wise hmm. is some of the most fascinating like side content of yeah. like audio logs and text logs that I was like it, if I was in one of the what they call the old world areas mm-hmm. uh, I was I had to find every single piece of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I, I was so interested in that world and how it affected the current world. Like mm-hmm. that's what made the actual world interesting to me. Not because of what was currently going on, because all the tribal stuff honestly is not that interesting. It was it's, pre, it's pretty cut and dry. It's a, it's all it. it's it's all it's all right. What what interests me about it is the the things that it the things that like the tribal stuff says about like the human qualities that can carry on in right. spite of a worldwide. I, I will say that like uh, one thing that interests me was someone wrote in a letter. I don't remember who it was at this point, but we were talking a little bit about like, you know how they call members of their tribe braves and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And how it's yep. like a little bit native. The cultural Ameri- appropriation. Cultural? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but they were saying that some of that's actually explained in, in that story side content, possibly like, like they explain why everyone got kind of mashed together or something like that. They, they explain why everybody gets I, mashed together, but they don't explain why it's Braves. Mm, okay. And, I, I and also, yeah. it doesn't really matter that they explain why. I yeah. It really matters. I, kinda, I don't think that it matters to the people that are upset about it. Specifically, like people who are very protective of their indigenous cultures and yeah. say, you don't even if you know why that is what you is that's something that's deeply meaningful for us and you're just throwing it in there yeah i think if it has a story justification it makes a big difference but part of the problem is is that it also did not have a story justification parts yeah parts parts of it did not which there's there's i I think the explanation for a lot of why other stuff showed up Mm -hmm. was very interesting because it's actually it's actually like they realize it's self-aware about it um in a way and i don't want to say more because people who haven't played it but that was that was what made me interested in the game mm-hmm. and what made me like it, I got home and beat it in about two nights because mm-hmm. I, I just I stayed up very late doing because I was like oh I once I got into it uh, and you, you meet another character um, played by uh, Lance Reddick um, who I right uh, right uh, 
That's a good reason to play this game right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, his character is fan fucking tastic. <laughs> uh, uh, he was, uh, the lieutenant on the wire. He was also in Fringe. He's oh, he was yeah. the 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 concierge in John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yep. Gotcha. His character in this game is so good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And just says like the the writing between uh, Aloy and himself yeah, yep. is just so strong. Like, is it Aloy? It's Aloy. Aloy. Yeah. yeah, they pronounce <laughs> it Aloy. Um, it's just so strong and like it's so biting in certain ways, and, <laughs> and like that you like both of them for different reasons, and it's mm-hmm. when like. She's bringing a shitty teen, but he, uh, but he's also just being an asshole. And then uh-huh. she comes back with like some like really good retort. Like that's when the writing feels good, and then that actually transitioned into some like interesting yeah. uh, meta narrative stuff. Yep. That yep. I don't want to I don't want to spoil. Um, but that stuff was super interesting, and like I I for what it was, I'm glad it. I, like I want more games in this series that aren't about these characters, if that makes sense. Oh, I see. I mean, it, it really does feel like their story is enough. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, but uh, everybody yeah. thought the story in Last of Us ended, too. Yeah. I, I mean, felt like that could have been enough, too. Yeah. I say this as someone who hasn't finished The Last of Us, but people have not... Oh, yeah. Well, I felt like the last, the, the last of Us ends in the way it ends, and it's perfect that it ends with it nothing completely resolved and you're like and now i know perfect. because there's a sequel and because i know it's in the trailer for the sequel i'm like well at least i, I now i know that this this and this don't happen well yeah <laughs> you know you know certain characters don't die for sure yeah, right? yeah. so, so. Uh, yeah. where i feel like you could tell stories in the horizon zero dawn universe that aren't necessarily about Aloy or or uh, Silence, the, no, uh, the, the Lance Reddick's character. Right. The the only thing that would make me sad about that is how much I love the Aloy character. I I I can't talk about <laughs> what I want to talk about, but there. But I, I think there, I think there's a way to include that character hmm. with, without it being a, in that same you time period. Your mm-hmm. difficulty in talking about it says things. Yeah. About how it ends. I mean, I heard that the game Monster. ends. The game ends in a way that it wraps up, but it very clearly also leaves itself open. No, that it could they be. They literally they, they set up a sequel. Yeah, in yeah, the post credits thing. Yeah. Okay. God, fucking post credits. Yeah, it's a post. It's, 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 I, like, I wish that I wish I hadn't seen. I wish I yeah. just turned it off when the credits were running, and I hadn't seen the post credits thing. It suffers from the Marvel problem of like, what, the ending suffers from the Marvel problem, not just the post credits thing of thematically you like you they don't actually there's uh a falling action but there's no actual resolution if that makes any sense yeah, there's well, resolution yeah. but without with, without actually like giving a falling action it just ends there's mm-hmm. a denim mall but no resolution yeah, yes, they, they yeah, wanna, I, th- this is a good reason to go see logan by the way people want franchises <laughs> logan is a movie that does not have a post-credit scene because <laughs> it ends in such a way that you're like why the fuck would there ever be a post-credit oh, God. <laughs> God, the movie ends so satisfyingly <laughs> and it has the perfect song in the credits too yeah so. uh, yeah i mean every, well with something like horizons because they want it to be a franchise like i'd uh desperately i i mean yeah that that is i I had heard that that is the biggest entertainment product ever put out in the Netherlands. Like, across movies, anything, that mm. is the most expensive apparently thing the country has yeah, well, ever made. Apparently, it's sold really well, too. So. Yeah, it was I'm the glad. best-selling new IP from Sony. I mean, that makes sense to me, because if you're looking for... If you all you have is a PS4 and you're looking for an exclusive... Yeah. I don't know what else you're It's a really I, good one. It's interesting to me that, like, we're at the, like, the point that we're at... Uh, in this console generation and it's taken that long for something like that to hit the way that it has because mm. like 
with the last console generation it's like oh here's gears of war gears of war fucking sets the world on fire so it's like five million seven million to eight million copies and Mm -hmm. like that's with one year of install base and now like with this like the install base of the ps4 is huge but it takes almost four years for there to be a game that sells as much as that game does and to put out a second version of a console that like you have split versions of a console at certain i mean it doesn't affect it doesn't affect like yeah. it doesn't affect the actual base but it's just it's interesting like it took that for that long for something to come out yeah I, in perspective just, not actual effect yeah it's just interesting like it's the console market is very different than it was like years ago yeah i mean we have it feels like far fewer exclusives they just take longer to make maybe I don't know that don't we've know. got fewer exclusives. You don't um, think so? No, because I feel like the way that the cadence of releases has really fallen into a pattern that I think that everybody has fucking amnesia about every year. Like every <laughs> year, like in the fall, it's where are Sony's games? And then in the spring, it's where are Microsoft's games? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, there was also things like ReCore and stuff that we for- very fast to forget about. Right, but even not including ReCore, there was like a string of like high-ish profile like Xbox One slash windows 10 exclusives and now halo wars halo wars is the only thing this this spring from microsoft yeah um but uh we're about to get sea of thieves motherfuckers (laughs) fall i don't care (laughs) this year anthony's excited that game looks so like it'll be (laughs) my predictions for fall from microsoft are uh sea of thieves and uh October? That probably makes sense, because they're in like a friends and family beta right now. Uh, so Sea of Thieves in October, Halo anniversary something in November, or actually that might be September. That'll probably be when that is. Uh, and if Halo comes out in September, then Forza needs to come out in August. Wait, you're saying a new Halo game this year? An anniversary version of Halo 3 probably uh, this year. Uh, okay. That would make sense. With a closed beta for Halo 6. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. There you go. Oh, in the following year. Like, I don't get, like Christmas. Hey, here's your Halo Six beta in 4K on Scorpio, and then and then later in maybe fall for Halo Six and twenty next year. Yeah, yeah. And crack, I'm wondering where Crackdown Three fits into that. Oh, it's I, I know what the fuck. Well. I thought Crackdown would be out by now. It like, got delayed. Like, like I think that they took out a bunch of stuff or like the cloud, changed a bunch of stuff. The cloud networking stuff. I think that the cloud networking stuff is still there, but they made it so that it's only a multiplayer. Mm. You know, our big thing we showed you originally to show why this was cool and why it was only possible on Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. Turns out, maybe not the best idea. Or uh, but hey, people I'd, just don't want to do it. Like, people get pissy about always online. Stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I can see... I mean, I'm hopeful about that change because it's the kind of thing where it's like that maybe it wasn't adding enough to the gameplay maybe there's too much development time that had to be spent on this particular thing that didn't add enough it divided the audience let's just step i think back that studio this. also hasn't made a game like mm. it, this is their first game as a studio oh um anyway i do uh, not know that like that's just the way that the year breaks down now like yeah. nintendo will release their stuff throughout the year but microsoft and sony coalesce around different times like the only i think the only Sony game for this fall is Gran Turismo Sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless they announce something at E3 for the fall. And I think I think Days Gone is next year. Oh, what is Days Gone? Uh, the zombie. <laughs> that's, that's the biker. The zombie. Like yeah. the, oh, yeah. yes, the Sonny Ben game. Well, they, they've been working on that for like three years, so that could, that's probably this fall for sure. Also, uh, Sony will have Destiny 2 exclusive content. Yeah. Because I'm I'm 100 assuming that that does not mean. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, the, that sounds accurate. Yeah, of like 
You yeah. mean they'll announce Destiny that 2 stuff gone later in the year? Supposedly Destiny 2 stuff is getting announced imminently. Like really? in the next yeah. week or two. That Whoa, day's gone. Really? Jesus. Like, when is the Final Four final game? <laughs> oh, uh, I've, I don't know. Soon? Yeah, soon-ish. soonish. Now? Yeah, maybe in the next like month or, month or two. Like, I mean, that that is happening right now. That yeah. tournament is happening right now. Like That seems like the time when they would j- debut a trailer. Yeah. Yeah, there were leaked posters today. Whoa! Um, so From it's like Spain, I think. Yeah, and so I did. I, that, that will be like if they redo the co-marketing deal and the exclusive content stuff. Then Which that, they almost surely. Will. I'm sure yes. they will. Yeah. Then that will be it. That will be fall or like later wow. in the year, unless Microsoft decides they want to pony up money to keep it from happening again. I doubt it. Hmm. Destiny was a weird one where like the co-marketing was on Sony's side, but the player base was actually pretty evenly split. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, well, in that case, then I wouldn't pony up for it. <laughs> if I'm getting a pretty good chunk of the player base, why spend the money on the marketing yeah. budget? I don't know. It's true. Um, well, your uh, your cat's puke is totally gone. The other one cleaned it up. Yeah. That's well nice. done. That must, that's why system. you have two cats. I didn't know yeah, that. Thanks for calling attention to it repeatedly. Yeah, I have a self-cleaning system. Um, <laughs> that Days Gone game is going to 100% be this year because they've been working on it for at least three years. So, oh, wow. Well. I, okay. I, I guess you could go in. Because I got approached in 2013. I don't think that there's a good time mm-hmm. for the release that, that game. game this mm-hmm. fall. So. I think that game would get fed into a fucking meat grinder this fall. I, 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 I don't I think, think there's a good time for it. I think you would have to be suicidal to release any sort of Americana era open world game this fall against Red Dead Redemption 2. I, I could see them do putting it at the same time that they put out Horizon this year. So Red Dead hasn't been announced, but you predict it will be... What do you mean Red Dead hasn't been announced? Has Oh yeah, they did announce it, that's right. I don't watch the Game Awards. So it wasn't the Game Awards. It wasn't the Game Awards, it was, was just it? like a bunch it, of fucking... It was, they just put out a trailer. <laughs> Rockstar did a Rockstar thing. <laughs> right, did they released. announce when it was coming out? This fall, right? I don't know Very, if they announced a date. I don't they? know if they had an exact date, but it was like 2017. I think they did it like late 2017. I forgot they even announced it. See, I don't follow Twitter that carefully. Also, but, well, they they did one thing. Like Mark, they're not doing the Rockstar thing of they just don't market it. They just like we put out. Hey, there's a trailer. I guess, <laughs> I guess it goes up on the Rockstar Wire too. And then we're not going to talk about it. For, we're not going to talk about it the rest of the year. See you later. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't need to. They don't need to know. That thing yeah. will sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if I'll get it. Because I get every Rockstar game I always buy, and then I play, and then I fall uh, off of real hard. I love so. Red Dead. I, I Red, Red Dead was one I one I didn't finish any of the GTAs. Uh, I finished like five I fini- well, I finished like the I finished I finished two four. of them. Four was the last one I finished, uh, and then didn't finish five. I, 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 finished I didn't finish Red Dead. Got really well. far in Undead Nightmare though. Like I liked Undead <laughs> Nightmare because yeah. it was like six hours long. It was yeah. so it was. Truncated. Yes, it was, like, it was like something I could do. So, I, I, I like some shorter. There games. are a lot of fucking games coming out this year. And speaking of open world games, Matt and I dived into Wildlands together. Ghost we Recon did. Wildlands. Yeah. And Ghost immediately, Recon? Ghost immediately, Recon. immediately skipped all the intro videos because I was like, "All oh, this shit is stupid." That's good too because the incident. The, I like the, the dialogue. The dialogue between each other is really weird because. We're hearing different dialogue. It's not like we're all like in some multiplayer games like Gears when you play it and the characters talk, mm-hmm. everyone's hearing the same conversation. Yeah. In this, we're all hearing different conversations. So I might be Which like, Oh really man, you heard my character just said and they're like no. a line about this and I'm like, That's not what they fucking said to me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that stuff is really weird. The the incidental that happens with the incidental dialogue. It doesn't happen with the quest dialogue, just right. the incidental dialogue. It does suck that you have to add people through you play. 
Yes. Like you can't add people through Steam, which yeah. is really annoying. Yeah. To game. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, on PC, it's a you play game. Like I get it. It's just right. on Steam. But you can I can't launch. But it's I got it on Matt. Steam. You know. Yeah, but yeah. I can't. But I can't click you in my Steam friends. I had to actually to Google. You. How do I open the you play overlay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> shift like, oh, F2 Shift F two because Shift F one is Origin. So and Shift Tab is Steam because that's what I need is like more friends list with Shift Tab overlays. But and the and the. Uh, I I don't know. Isn't I like the radios. Cause shift they're... tab or control shift tab or something on you play. <laughs> no, <laughs> Some I think other it's just shift F two. Shift. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But when we got uh once we got into the game and we were just like we're not caring about the story really. <laughs> we're just going in here to like go raid places. It was real. I had fun with it because yeah. me Matt and his friend Chris were playing and. And it's just fun because it's like Crackdown back in the day when you used to play Crackdown 1 and you would jump into a car together and then one mm-hmm. person would do something really fucking stupid. <laughs> and like when I was playing with Matt and Chris, you could count on it that we'd be going on in bikes, all three of us. And then we're like, all right, we're approaching. Let's get off and sneak in. I'd be <laughs> just barrel right into there. And just, Don't worry, guys. I'll draw their fire. <laughs> just, you know, or like one time I tried to like barrel in in a car and ram it into a helicopter, get out and grab the helicopter and fly away real quick. But that did, that not work work. <laughs> did not work. Did not work. Did not work. But uh, work. but then it was like, uh, and after that after that first day that we played, Chris and I played some more and figured out the way that you're actually supposed to approach the game, and that was by uh, Chris like took all of he, he took a whole bunch of perks and drone stuff so that his drone could fly. Yeah, now he's the a designated spotter. He's a designated spotter because spotting the bad guys in that game is super important to your success. Yes. And so, like, he'll, he would fly in and spot everything. And then Anthony and I started going in with silenced weapons, trying to, like, not set off alarms or whatever till we could get rid of the alarms. Right. It was a very different dynamic, but you can totally yeah. play it. Like, like, I think the best part about that game is that it, it has, like, the mix of, like, all right, we're, we're doing this. We're going to see if we can take out this whole base silently. And then it also has the stupid parts where we take a helicopter <laughs> and all three of us are on it. Uh-huh. We're approaching an objective. And then we're like, all right, we're pretty close. And someone, you just see someone like bailing off, yeah. <laughs> just bailing off and parachuting in, like way ahead of everyone, you know, or so, or like, or like, you know, it's just hilarious, like just the and little things. And we didn't things give that, a shit, like no, it's, you know. it's just the little things that open world games can do that other games can't. Where it's yeah. like, you know, you're you're all in a helicopter and you're like, uh, Chris, are you paying attention? And then all of a sudden, you fucking clip something, yeah. the helico- or like. We're just sitting on the helicopter on the sides of it the way uh-huh. you would like on the little ships in Halo and all of a sudden Chris bails out. So now the helicopter goes into a dead spin and I'm like, oh, I guess we're all just bailing out over the objective. Like, you know, we're just going to let this fucking helicopter go wreck. You're just dropping an actual like like helicopter bomb on them. That is exactly right. You know? Well, and it's like, uh, I think you put it best uh, when we were playing and you were like, uh, this just makes me wish that Just Cause 3 was multiplayer. Co-op. Right. Yeah, because the way we were playing it is sometimes made it feel like That's Just such Cause. such a yeah. weird fucking omission for for that game that it didn't have multiplayer yeah just cause three yeah yeah, yeah. Then, then, then people will hack i think modded people hacked in. it into, two. It into yeah. two oh yeah. yeah but they couldn't officially support it because the mod on two used uh third-party libraries that uh-huh. they didn't have any rights to mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it's it is just a really like it's a fun game because the tactical action can actually be pretty solid yeah like when you're going in there like in that case in those times it is like a continuation of ghost recon or rainbow six Vegas. Um, it, it, I would say that it actually has, uh, when you're up, rolling up on a village that has a bunch of enemies in it, it has the pretty effective terrorist hunt feel. Yeah, it does, because, I mean, every village basically is a terrorist hunt. Yeah. Cleared out. Yeah. And, but it also has, like, interesting perks where, like, you know, Matt had specialized with it where he could, like, 
call in or one of you guys specialists where you guys could call in rebel reinforcements. Oh yeah, well, so you we get could, you get that just by doing storyline okay, missions. So we basically and side just missions. were able to yeah. call in like guns for hire and stuff like yeah, that as distractions. And, yeah, yep. and there's just also just enough going on in the world where I mean, it is an Ubisoft game, right? It's mm-hmm. a very densely packed map, like fucking yeah. side objectives everywhere. But they've set it up in multiplayer where one person in the party can always pick. What are we gonna do? Ah, we'll let Matt decide. Matt picks something, and Matt will just pick something on the map. There's a fucking convoy of trucks driving by. We're going to take out this. We're going to have to stop these trucks. Right. And, you know, each of those, even though it's a repetitive behavior, because there's enough, like, dynamic stuff with the AI and the vehicles that we're going to approach it with. It you never create, know where they're going to be on the road. Exactly. And it would create fun situations where, like, we might ram them off the road, or we might <laughs> fucking land a helicopter in front of them and hope we could stop them. Or, uh-huh. you know, like, we might hope we could shoot out the driver with, like, a sniper shot. Like, it just... it. Like, the, the story completely doesn't matter. It's, like, mm-hmm. based on, like, the thinnest revenge plot, basically. And, <laughs> yeah. And you're I'm like, fucking angry that my friend. They killed my friend. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> it's not even your friend. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's just like a CIA guy. And you're like, drugs are bad, and <laughs> we're going to fuck up drug stuff. And you know what? The rebels here, I guess their vision kind of aligns with us, so we'll just kind of help the rebels. And yep. other than that, you know, I'm just a soldier who's probably drinks a lot of you know i call all my beer cervezas and i have a beard and i'm just <laughs> I, want, I want to fuck stuff yeah, it's just so. like everyone was just like two minutes away from where the pussy at yeah. exactly exactly like these guys could definitely be like you know like like one d- one year they're members of the ghost team and the next year they're like mercenaries hired for the bad guys in a fucking <laughs> fast and furious movie like, and but they it, but it's just like i said the open world mechanics are just like, I wouldn't say, like, I don't know if that's a game, like, I could see us playing through all the way through. Maybe we will. But, like, it's fun enough that when I jump on and we're like, let's fart around for an hour. What are we going to do? Definitely. There's always something to do. Yep. The shooting's fun. And yep. there's yeah, the, enough hilarity. And the world's just densely packed enough that even, like, they make stuff like, like, I think traveling in a lot of open world games sucks. It's yeah. just, like, getting from place to place. But in this, when we all jump on motorcycles or something and we just go fucking off-roading, they're forgiving enough. <laughs> yeah. With, like, when you're hitting rocks and shit. Yeah. Or you can go up, like, like like angles that you're like, I probably shouldn't be, couldn't do this. Yeah. Right. So we'll And be- there's helicopters everywhere. And planes. Yeah. And like, planes. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it, it's like... It, It'll be like, that's really far away. We don't have a fast travel point to it. I don't see a convenient road. Oh, look, there's a helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Always help. There's so many hel- fucking helicopters in Bolivia. Yeah. Helicopters. <laughs> I didn't like, know One that. time we went and did a thing. We're like, oh, shit, the cops are here. What are we going to do? There's a fucking boat. Get on the boat. And we just all got on the boat and exfiltrated on the boat. You know, there's always, like, options to you that are just really neat. That, yeah. That sounds pretty good. That sounds... It is. Again, it's a game, though, that I've only played with other people. Yeah. And from what I've heard, that's pretty not. much the only reason to play it, because yep. if you play with AI, I've heard it's kind of like cheating, mm. in the sense yeah. that, like, you can spot, and, and there's Shoot a thing, called, through walls. There's a thing yeah. called, like, a... Sync shot. Sync, sync shot. shot, yeah. And if you're doing with AI, they can just all three take out three guys, then you line up another... You have to shots. level it up. You have to level uh, it up. It starts out with only one sync shot. Okay. So you and one other person can do it, and it's a really a neat mechanic, because you can... Like, designate the one person, and then you don't have to say, like, hit a separate button to fire. It's as soon as you shoot, the other person shoots, right. too. And it's like, so if you unlock it enough so that you have the three things, then, yeah, you can all silently take out four things But, like, your AI guys and stuff don't set off alarms and stuff like that. So yeah. when you're playing with them, it's just, like, they're super soldiers. Whereas when you play with other people, 
it's both fun because mm-hmm. they're there, but they're also a fucking liability, which yeah. also makes it kind of fun too. Because you're like, oh, you mean you when f- you play, you're a liability. <laughs> no, hey, when, if they wanted to go in stealth, a lot of times I'd be like, I'll go in stealth until yep. shit gets crazy, and then yep. when shit gets crazy, silencer's off. Let's go. Uh-huh. Exactly. And that was like, oh, your silencer's not on your other gun, and I was like, oh, that's my loud gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> I keep one for once the shit goes wrong. I'm like, switch to my loud. You like a heavy machine gun. I did. I picked up a heavy machine gun the first yep. chance I got. Yep, me too. So that I could just have a gun with a way too much ammo. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, have a, I have a silent sniper rifle and an LMG. <laughs> that being said, I would say anybody who does pick it up, pay attention early on. Like, I almost would recommend playing like the first hour by yourself, almost. Hmm. Only because when I was we were rushing around so much, I wasn't paying attention to some of the early mechanics, and so I was a little confused about like how progression worked and stuff like that. Yeah, it takes a little bit to it, get used to. It's 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 kind of weird. Like, it isn't just like earn a skill point and level up it's like earn a skill point and and then also have the resources needed to get that skill point right. into the slot you want which is where the like the group mission thing comes in nicely because it can be like oh hey uh i need 3200 tech supplies oh there's a convoy here that says it's plus 2500 let's go do that and like oh okay mark it on the map and then it's it's and then you see a thing that'll come on the screen and it'll say like uh you know like matt chose this mission do you want to join press enter and then you then the other two guys are automatically on the same mission so you can actually be on separate missions with separate people and totally and and you can be in way different parts of the story yeah and you can all jump in and then if and then if I want to play my story and I'm like hours behind Matt, they can just be like, yeah, we'll redo that. And then yeah. it kind of just resets it for everyone. Oh, that's nice. Rather than like, and it's not like it resets Matt progress. Like Matt's Matt's world, he's still way far in the game. So it's right. like, it, it literally is, comes up. It says like, do you want to replay this mission with Anthony? And like that's just, that's actually yeah. really useful because man, it is really hard to play a big co op game like that and keep yeah. your progression at the same rate. So to be able yep. to bounce back and forth, that is something that was probably not easy to do. So I appreciate yeah. that. And the moment to moment is really fun. It like uh, the the trappings of that game is just to have a really cool open world co op experience, and yep. I'm it I'm surprised well. to how I'm surprised how much fun that is. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of games offer that. Yeah, on, on true. that on that scale, especially you know? not on that scale. So it is pretty unique in that. So yep. until we get a crackdown, <laughs> this is this is not a bad way to go. Yeah. So and it's pretty much just as or stupid. Sea of Thieves or Sea of Thieves or Sea of Thieves. Yeah, yeah, Sea of Thieves. That looks yeah. Everybody get I know fucking wasted with our friends. Yeah. Played that game was super into it, and I just can't, I do not look at it and see something that I'm like, man, I'm excited. Oh, I. I mean, I saw that story the other day on Kotaku about the devs playing with people, and then they saw this ship, and they were like, oh man, we're gonna rock these scrubs. And then they were fighting with them, and then while they were fighting with them, the other guys lowered their dinghy in the water and boarded and fucking murdered all the devs and took their <laughs> ship. And I was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Like, I am ready to fucking get murdered and be murdered in just that way. Like, that sounds amazing. It does. It so, looks great. And it yeah, it looks really cute. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like the style too. I mean I like rare games. I'm really excited for that ukulele game as well. So I'll play that on my Switch. So because I need something to play on my Switch after Zelda. What's the ukulele game? That's a game that was kickstarted a while back, and it's basically a spiritual successor to things like Banjo Kazooie. Oh, and it's made cool. by a bunch of the guys who made Banjo Kazooie and Donkey nice. Kong Country and stuff. Okay, and it's a that sounds awesome. It is a collectathon. It, it is a it yeah. is very much in that style, and it, you're playing as like a, a chameleon and a bat. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very cute looking. I mean, it's got a great look to it. Yeah, and it is nice that it is a Kickstarter, and it is definitely coming out. Like it is imminent at this yeah. point. Very cool. So no, and then make sounds as they walk. Yeah, it's it's a very <laughs> cool looking, nice thing. Well, um, a game that is unfortunately not that cool looking in spots is Mass Effect. 
yeah. Andromeda. I've heard, yeah, my friends who are playing on PC have had some buggy issues here and there. It's not just buggy issues. There are, like, really questionable decisions with some of the art direction. Uh, I, there's there's things that there's things that how pop. How far are you in that game? Uh, I've basically started the colony on EOS. Like the colony is going? The colony is going. Okay. And there are moments in that whole section of EOS where I'm like, holy shit, this looks amazing. Inside the vault. It lo- inside the vault especially is so good. Uh, but even on the planet, the planet's surface is great. The stuff that I'm talking about is there's like, uh, for one, I think by and large, the human faces are disappointing. I think their models aren't necessarily all that well done. It's the ho- kind of thing where you see a face turn and there's this really there's this really obvious polygonal scene like on the bo- seam on the bottom of their neck you know some of it the looks human, like a low poly neck some of the to human a hero face. models actually look really good they just aren't animated especially well which has like been the thing like, but i'm talking about like this model clearly doesn't have enough vertexes or the normal mapping breaks when it's past a certain point or something it's mm-hmm. just like very very strange and uh, the kind of thing that, like, you think somebody really should notice. Or, like, when a Turian is talking to you and they're, when their lips make, a, make, like, kind of an O shape, it, it, uh, it looks, instead of, the, instead of their lips, like, making the proper shape, it ends up looking like a W, like straight line W because there aren't enough vertices in their poly- in their model for their face to make that shape. And that's all I can see while they're talking to me. I don't see the rest of the beautiful Turian textures on their face. I it, just see those broken lips. It's almost like they're they're pulling their lips back. Like if you're if you're doing like a smile, like a fake smile or like and then yeah, trying, but, trying but, to talk like that. Yeah, but like if you fa- it, it would look, if it sound it looks like you can't tell cuz it's a podcast, but right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's not even it's it's even more so. It's like it it takes you out of the experience because it's so obvious I, a bad video game model. I'm going to put the brakes on this for a second and say that the lip syncing in this game is not any worse than it was in Dragon Age. I'm not talking about not, the lip syncing. Like I'm just the animate like pretty much everything about it like as far as its presentation stuff is not worse than it was in Inquisition and it's I not worse do not than agree. it was for the era in Mass Effect 3. In uh, dra- it looks uh the the moment-to-moment, face-to-face stuff is not as good as Dragon Age Inquisition, except except on like uh, except on the alien characters, which, like the other Mass Effects, the alien characters in general looked better than the human characters, and that's the case here too. But I'm saying there are things there are things that I noticed that it's like, why is this like this? Like the first time that you get in your main ship and it's lit really brightly by the sun. It doesn't matter how there's this one scene where you're like looking up from a lower part of the bridge up to like where they're standing on the upper part of the bridge and your character's really brightly lit and it's supposed to be this kind of hero shot moment. But the lighting there is so bad that it's going to make any model that was standing there, no matter how good or that model was textured or uh, constructed, is going to look bad in that scene. It makes everybody look like a goddamn monster. And it's like very strange because it like is it uh, whatever work was put into that scene is uh, completely thrown out the window thanks to a wrong lighting choice. And you I know, didn't it's like see that I didn't I disagree, but uh, that might also be something that's broken on one platform and not on another. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm I'm just seeing lots of stuff here where I'm like, you know, why does why is it that when I'm on the opening menu that has the two planets and like you hit the space bar to start the game and you zoom forward a little bit 
uh, right away the ring that's around the planet that goes kind of you know in a in the behind the atmosphere is suddenly broken and you can see a harsh line right through the middle of the atmosphere. It's like the first shot in the game and there's a broken art asset. And, you know, it's like the that stuff is happening in little spots all around. I'm not seeing, like, giant big stuff very often, like the bridge shot, but I'm seeing little broken things all over the place, more so than I've seen in other games that are comparably recent. Yeah, and, I, it's not, and it's not like it's worse than Mass Effect 3 or anything like that, or uh, worse than, you know, like uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, but it's worse than games that have come out in a similar time period. To this game, is this? I, but I would also say it's an open world game, and comparing it to stuff. I mean, today the story that was going around that I would point to is the Naughty Dog animator that worked on the previous Mass Effect games. It was sort of breaking down the realities both of a Mass Effect game and this game versus the games that people were comparing it to, and to hold it next to something like Horizon or to something like Uncharted or basically like any Horizon is an open world game as well. Not like this. Not nearly on this scale, and not nearly with as much dialogue and characters as this has. But like, that's that's my not, point. Is that like where I notice it the most is when there is a broken facial, and broken is probably the wrong term, but like a not good enough model in a dialogue scene, because there are dialogue scenes everywhere in this game, like I want there to be. And when somebody turns their head to the side, and like the polygons on their neck on my on my shepherd or not my shepherd on my writer i'm like wow your neck looks terrible it uh it, you you look like a low poly version of your model instead of the high is, poly version is of your the model. first game they did on frostbite yes okay yeah. so no dragon age inquisition okay. well dragon age was frostbite i didn't know that yes uh different team I just feel like there's got to be growing pains from that for sure yeah. and it, there's there's also things where like uh you know, by the time Mass Effect 3 came around, the weapons and the armor generally were all, like, really great looking. And the kind of thing where you're like, okay, they figured this out. This, the awkwardness that was left over from KOTOR that was in the equipment and the headgear and stuff like that, that was in Mass Effect 1 and 2 was largely gone. And now it's back. I've, like, the armor I've seen always look good, but I've, only, I've, played, I've not played any of this game yet. I definitely plan on it just because it... Still seems like it is Mass Effect, which I yeah. want. Um, um, so I, my I mean, my main complaints are like those art things, yeah. and like, but I don't want it to sound at all like I don't like this game because so far I really like this game, which is surprising to me because you're still in like the crappiest part. And I don't understand why everybody says that that's the crappiest part because I'm loving it all this. Starts abysmally. I, I don't think so. Like, I love the... There's like zero establishment of reasons why you should give a shit about anybody in that game before stuff goes wrong and it like is leaning on you giving a shit about so, those characters. So, that, so that's... Like you, in that, that I agree with you, but I don't think, I don't think the, the world setup is abysmal. I like the long setup of the, of the ordinary world that you're living in before things start to change. I don't feel like it. I like the establishment of the world. I like the way that I was led into it. I felt I mean, it, like, like you're waking up out of cryostasis, which is and like it's three slowly, minutes. And yeah, but it starts with the waking up out of cryostasis, and then you're slowly led into 
what is that what you're actually involved in here i, I feel, feel like, like the discovery the discovery of the, the discovery of the world as it applies to your character feels natural to I, me. i think it sticks its finger in your nose and drags you through 45 minutes of tutorial stuff like with very little in the way of any decision making or the things that the game actually does well because habitat seven is yeah. not a fun place to spend time like it's a crappy tutorial with a bunch of fights that are not well laid out and you get shitty weapons. So hmm. here's a combat system with a not great cover system and shitty pew pew weapons against enemies that aren't hard. Yeah. They just take a lot of hits. You like, know, the the difference might be that I'm I'm not playing on the easiest mode, but I'm playing on the second to easiest mode. I played on normal. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't I don't know if I'm on normal. Um, but anyway, the I I just it's, I think it starts out bad. Like it doesn't yeah. start out good. I don't know. It's to me. It, I mean, I it may be my uh, my Mass Effect fanboy showing, but the uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the the slow lead into the world. It felt appropriate to the I story. I didn't crack a smile into until Camille Nanjiani shows up. I don't know what that one is. The Solarian head of the art of the oh, Nexus. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Solarian head of the Nexus. Uh, yeah. Who's the comedian Camille Nanjiani? Ah, uh, okay. From Silicon Valley. And a bunch of <laughs> I didn't know that. That's Actually, funny. that that made me way more interested in playing the game. <laughs> I didn't know that. that he's a character. He is a really good character. He's really good. Yeah, he doesn't too. even do voice acting. He basically just plays himself, <laughs> like his dickish With, self. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's like, if you've Solarian. seen if you've seen yeah. him play if you've ever watched a. Uh, Portlandia and scene when he plays the Apple the Apple store guy that's like the character he's <laughs> yeah. hilarious okay so, so. the uh, I also like the the character crush that you run into in the Citadel too Citadel. I mean there, I think that there's yeah, a lot Citadel, of characters Nexus, yeah. in the Nexus I think again I like it I think it has a lot of problems the stuff that you're talking about about art direction you haven't even encountered like the parts where it breaks mm. like did, did, you, did you guys hear the story that I think it was on Giant Bomb that they were telling about how they started a new game and, and it spawned an NPC from later in the game in the literally as you were waking up in as writer <laughs> really and it was like I a mean, quest giver that was like repeating like you finished this quest it's it does have really <laughs> weird bugs my coworkers have been talking about yeah. uh how sometimes they've died and like they've died near a story thing where it's like this is the thing you gotta get to to progress the story and then they die and when they respawn and the world resets the story thing is not there so Whoa. like it's a progression blocker and they have to reload the mission stuff like that wow I've, I've run into the the worst one that i've run into is that like i'll be sprinting around and i think it's only been happening in the nexus where i'll be sprinting from one place to another and uh does the camera uh, tilt no, the camera doesn't tilt. That's a weird one. But I'll uh, I'll stop and turn around to go another direction, and my character's legs will get stuck to the floor, and uh, she'll start doing this like uh, shimmy, uh, shimmy, uh, shimmy, and then like eventually kind of like get out of I, it and then start running again. I think a lot of these problems, like I never had that. I think a lot of the stuff that we're seeing, like that we saw last week before the game came out, was from the PC version of the game, Probably. and that definitely seems like the more busted. Yeah, of I can the versions. Um, well, hopefully they'll continue to hammer out bugs for it i hope i mean they have to yeah well i hope they fix the bugs in the multiplayer because i only got to play one game of multiplayer last night before we all got disconnected from the mass effect servers and kept having to join each other's games and kept getting disconnected why, again why do you play multiplayer like besides the funness i'm saying is there the equivalent of galactic readiness or Not something really. like that no they're 
there is in a sense. So you have these apex missions that are like you can in in the in the single player game you can send a team uh on you could basically as the pathfinder you can say i'm going to send this team on the mission on these missions and it takes a certain real number of real life hours and then they'll come back with rewards if the mission is successful okay and uh you know facebook game style yeah a little assassin's creed games yeah assassin's creed still did some of that stuff too uh but you actually have an option where you can be like I want to go into this game, and it's like, well, your Apex team only has a 7% chance of completing this. Uh, do you want to do this in multiplayer? And huh. you, can do, you can do the mission as a multiplayer mission. That's cool. That's, yeah. I, I like that. that. Okay, that makes me interested. Yeah, actually, built, like. built-in multiplayer. That, that sounds really cool. Yeah, so, so that's, I, I like that stuff a lot. But, I mean, other than that, it's, it's Mass Effect 3 multiplayer When you play multiplayer, again. do you play as, as writer? Or do you play? Uh, no, it's okay. like Ma- it's like Mass Effect Three multiplayer. So if you've played that, like you understand the way that their class system works, mm-hmm. where it's like you start out with I think there's like six or nine classes unlocked, where it'll be like human soldier, human engineer, Solarian scientist, whatever, and then you get rewards at the end of the. You get money where you can buy reward boxes, or you get reward boxes, and those those will give you cards, and those cards can have consumables, weapons, or new characters on them, like uh, you know, like the Asari Huntress or something like that. And then each of those characters has their own skill tree that you can progress through. The, there's, there's. I was watching some people stream uh, the game. Uh, and the classes that like that they were unlocking had some like crazy high mobility where they were like double jumping. All and, of that, everybody has all of that. Yeah, double but then, jumping but, and but, then dashing. But, well, dashing, but then having like uh, a teleport where with uh, like backstabs and stuff like oh, that. Oh, cool. That's uh, weapon based. Um, no, it was cl- this was a class a class. Well, in the I mean in the campaign, like the weapons you have determine like okay. the weird melee shit that you can do. Okay. Oh, but they divide all the stuff that you yeah. they divide up all the stuff that you can do in the single player game into different classes in multiplayer. Uh, but see. it was cool, cool where like the, then the person would like, go in there was they backstab then it like roll away and then go invisible like that was like a thing that it make people in their radius invisible like on oh, their team. Nice. It was just. It looked really like fast paced, and they were using an SMG, and like the like the flow of that character, I was like, oh wow, this like it looks like everyone's doing a different thing. Where like yeah. one of the Krogans was doing basically like a Superman smash uh-huh. on the ground. It's just like there's seemed like uh, cool stuff going on that yeah. was beyond like uh, why I think like core mode wasn't didn't keep my attention in the most recent Gears game is because it was mm. just like, well, I guess I do this one thing better. Right, but it was like sometimes it's stat based. Where this seems like you, it's stats and plus gameplay. It, it mm-hmm. is, and the and all of the characters and their abilities are so different from one another. Mm-hmm. That like they and the you can really tell that they were tuned with an eye uh, toward being complementary. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was playing. I just started playing the human engineer in like the one or two games that we got to play before multiplayer baroque, and. Uh, the engineer has like a, a a cold ray essentially that if you hold it long enough on something then they freeze and then that is one of the instances where you can uh you're basically setting up a combo for another player's power and there's various ways to do that you set a character on fire or you stun them or you warp uh, lift them or pull them or whatever and that sets up the the combo for uh, some other player's abilities that's, and that's it's, cool. It's really cool when you pull that shit off, and of course you get bonus experience and all kinds of stuff for pulling off those cool. And that you can cool do shit. that in campaign as well. Yes. 
but the thing is that they took out the ability to issue commands to your squad mates. That's a bummer. Other than to have them go to one spot yeah. or another or to attack a oh, thing. Oh, but you can't tell them to use specific no. powers. You can't no. tell them to use a specific power. So they'll use specific powers and you can combo on top of that or they'll mm-hmm. combo on top of shit you do. That but just kind of sucks. I used to play those games not very for- focused on what is their kinesis, what do they call it? Biotics. Yes, I did not use those very much, but I always took people who did, so mm-hmm. I would play super shootery so and now have them pull people out for me. All mm. of the abilities are pulled out of classes, so it's just like there's soldier abilities, biotic abilities, and tech abilities, and you can take whatever you want. You can spend your points wherever you want. Oh, okay. and it's super cool. The classes that you get are, if you have a certain amount of points of soldier and a certain amount of points in biotic, you unlock the vanguard class. Uh, and if you have a certain amount of points in the soldier skills, you you unlock or co- sorry combat skills you get as you get soldier class and there's like tiers of each of these classes so there's like the adept class is the biotics ex- exclusive class and tech is tech exclusive i see and you yeah. can switch between these classes at will and they all give you different bonuses <laughs> it's, it's a bummer though because yeah being able to set up like someone using lift into you using like the dash slam or whatever it was mm-hmm. called like mm-hmm. Like that was like the cool parts of like being like, well, I don't have lift, but my, but my teammate does exactly so that like, but the, they, they do get around a little bit with this profile system. Like Arthur was talking about and that it's like, if you're taking two particular team members with you and you know, they have these powers, mm-hmm. you can just, so you can select a different profile and okay. have, and have, and you, you can only have three bil- three abilities available to you. And so you select which of the abilities that you unlock that are available to you. So you can, it's like you can reshuffle your deck mm-hmm. whenever you're going out on a mission, depending on what companions but are But it's with kind you. of a pain in the balls to do it. It is. The you UI go, is not great. It's not just that you have to go through the UI. It's the, like the levels of UI you have to go through yes. to reassign an ability. Yes. Or even like you can save ability loadouts. Yeah. But that takes almost as many button presses as it does to just manually replace a power. Uh, and also I figured out that you cannot change gear unless you are at a loadout point. Yeah. Which is, so you can't change your armor. You can't change your weapons. Uh, Also, you you can't change your party's gear at all, which is kind of bullshit. Yeah. But you can't change your armor and weapons. Even if like you just found a new weapon, you can't equip it. You can change to a weapon when you find it. Oh, really? Apparently, which I did not know. Yeah. I guess I walked away too much. Uh, if you do take all when you open a box, then yeah. it doesn't give you that option. You have to uh, highlight the weapon and switch to it then uh, and there. That's so Which lame. is idiotic. Yeah. Because that weapon might suck. Like, there are weapons <laughs> whose numbers are higher, but you're like, wait, I have to hold down the trigger, and then it fires a second later. This sucks. That's not an assault <laughs> rifle. Um, it's just weird. There's lots of weird decisions. And, like, what I alluded to when you guys were talking about Zelda, it's like, well, they'd finish, a, like, a milestone, and then they would play all the way through. And it's like, nobody did that here. There's so much shit in this game that it feels like nobody ever played. And it doesn't make, like, there is a point, there are outposts where you have to fight these hostile aliens and kill the commander or whatever on some of the planets. Mm-hmm. And the first one that I found has endlessly respawning enemies. It's yeah. like you have to go hit a switch, but then you have to hit another switch to hit that switch. Then you have to hit four more. Then you have to hit these three other switches. And then like all the while enemies are spawning into the room never endingly. You know, and there's like a limited amount of ammo and health that's there to refill. And then a very powerful enemy spawns in, in a very small space. And while you're fighting them, other enemies continue to spawn into that room. I spent five hours on that fight. 
That is not. I a good, shit you not. That is not good encounter like, design. I threw my controller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong in the sense that I bet you most of their team, and this is me making a total assumption, mm. but I would bet you there was huge chunks of their team that had no idea what was going on with huge chunks of the game. Mm. Like, it's not uncommon sometimes the teams that get so big that there might be someone that was a designer on the game or something even that eventually played and was like, wait, I can't switch weapons. Like they might be so far removed because they're just focusing on their one I, Avenue. It, that with decisions like that, it blows my mind that fucking anybody thought that was a good idea. Yeah. And, also, and especially because those are problems that they've solved in other Bioware games. It has the inventory system for mass effect one. Yeah. Including it, the, you can only carry this many things. If you want to carry more, you got to start breaking shit down. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. So that you can give an upgrade system that lets me upgrade how many inventory slots I have? Are you fucking kidding me? And I and I am really and like I still haven't figured out the whole research blueprints crafting thing because the I UI touched it. The UI is it's, so it's like so bad. wonky enough that I'm just like I don't even know if I want to try to do this. Normally I love crafting systems yeah, and you in don't games. Need to. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff in this game that doesn't work well that you never need to touch. Mm. Which is like, why is it here? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in that game that feels like it doesn't need to be there, but nobody had the will to cut it. Mm. Like yeah. the travel time from planet to planet. Which I'm just barely into this game. And, and it's ridiculous. It is terrible. <laughs> it's like every system. <laughs> I hate it. Like it's a collection of systems. Like it's been in every Mass Effect game to if you are on a planet or at a station to go to exit a system you have to go through an animation leaving the station and that takes you to a system level overview and then you go to another system there's an animation to go from that system to the next system which takes you to another overview and then if you want to go to a planet it's an animation to go to that planet and then an animation to leave that planet and you go to another planet well like and then like when you're scanning a planet you'll do the animation that'll fly into a planet and it'll put you kind of like in this cool like orbit you know where the planet takes up uh three quarters of your screen you're like wow that's a really pretty looking planet except it does it every time it does it every time it does it every time and then it stops there and then it zooms back out so that you can see the whole planet again so that you can scan it. And <laughs> It's and like a 10 to 15 second process for every planet. And there's not even ones that you can land on. And no. they're not even the ones that you can land and on. It's it, like, why do you fly in to show me this cool view of the planet and then zoom out so that I can scan the planet? I don't know. It's very confusing. It's totally fucking brainless. Like, it's, it's, there's no reason for it to be. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. And even scanning planets is pointless. It's like in like in Mass Effect 2 when you found an anomaly, it's like, this might be a level I can go to. And in this, nope. Minerals. A little bit of experience, some research points. That's it. You never find an optional mission through an through anomalies. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm trying to think of why it would have ended up this way. I don't know. Education is the only thing. I yeah. think it went through more than one creative director. To begin with, there are also apparently very high-profile departures from various departments over the course of the game's development, and like it doesn't take that to make a game less than perfect. Like lots of things conspire against the best. No, but that certainly teams. doesn't help when you're if you're a new director coming in and trying to pick up someone else's pieces. I'm um, sure. And amidst all of that, I still kind of love the game. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm still like, oh there's man, still I love there. Yeah, it's, it's still a mass It's like that sense of wonder. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, this game. First of all, it's... Fuck everyone that says the game is ugly, because that game is beautiful, like, 90% of the time. Especially on an HDR TV. Like, space, it's like... 
the it's like planet earth it's like a bbc special space in space, <laughs> space like earth <laughs> galaxy andromeda or something i don't know but it looks fucking great and and it's just like it really has that sense like the driving the mako stuff from mass effect that people think they miss like it's actually done in a way that is sustainable in this it's enjoyable um and the combat is mostly better i still think the auto cover systems are bad hmm. um and I'm getting used to it. I really like the character development. I really like the loyalty missions, one of which is extremely funny. <laughs> like, they're all buddy cop movies. Um, and just the way that stuff layers on top of other stuff, story-wise, and how willing it is for your rewards to be strictly expository. Like, do all these side quests and get a bunch of extra story. Like, if you play this game... You need to fucking do the memories. Yeah. Like go around and go to the fucking memory spots and unlock the memories and do them because the payoff is worth it. That's cool. There is like major shit going down in that game that you will (laughs) never know. (laughs) Unless you do those. Like there's a lot of shit going down that you will never know if you don't do the side stuff. Well, already the mysteries that the game is introducing to me, I want to know what's going on. It has that same thing that I didn't, that it did in Mass Effect 1 where you're like, fuck, there's something underneath, just underneath the surface here that I really want to get involved in. Yeah. It quickly becomes apparent and I don't think this is a spoiler. Something is not right. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> like not just in how catastrophically badly everything goes when you arrive because uh-huh. that's the premise but like otherwise even if that shit hadn't happened <laughs> something is wrong yeah um and you get to uncover some of that yeah um and yeah i i like it a lot i just there's a lot of weird fucked up bullshit in that game and i don't understand i mean i I do actually understand, and it makes me <laughs> sad. I know how that stuff could have gotten there, hmm. yeah. and it sucks. Sometimes you focus on one feature, and then meanwhile, someone else is making, well, we got to fucking move ahead with this milestone for this feature, so I guess we're going to make it like this. And then before you know it, nine months in, you're like, wait, whatever did we decide about crafting? Wait, we fucking... Well, we can't go back now, so yeah. I, I guess that's yeah. the crafting yeah. system. Like, right. There was a point where someone needed to go through and say, take this out. Take yeah. this out. Mm-hmm. take that and i i don't like doing i don't like being the person backseat game developing because i'm not a game developer and so i apologize to you as the game developer in the room but there's a point <laughs> where it seems to me that you go through and say look we need to take this out like yeah, this isn't working i like, mean chances are they probably said they probably went to someone and i'm not trying to paint ea as a bad guy at all but i'm saying there was probably a conversation had where they're like we want to do this but it's going to mean 2017, maybe first quarter 2018. And they're like, no. They have yeah. five years. Yeah. Well, that's true, too. Five so. years. Um, well, uh, this is kind of related, but I've re listened to the song at the end of Mass Effect 1, that Font song. Oh, yeah. And I still re- that's really great. I, I listened to <laughs> all three soundtracks while I was writing. Oh, uh, nice. review for Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> and fuck, these games have good music. The soundtrack to Andromeda is good. Yeah, it yeah. is. At least it is so far. Did you, did you, uh, um, did you listen on that soundtrack? It, does it have a, uh, oh, shit. What's his name when he does the musical number? Morden. Morden's musical number. No. <laughs> that, that should that be on be, the soundtrack. That would be actually, I'm disappointed that's not. Uh, and then I, I, I tweeted this at Arthur earlier this week, but oh, I, you were listening to Assassin's Creed too. Yeah. I was listening to the Assassin's Creed two soundtrack, which huh. 
Costume entry game of the year just, 2012. No, just for kids. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, but that that's a fantastic soundtrack overall. It's just like of, of a good use of themes in, in um, the, I, uh, themes we, we've been woven throughout the rest of the soundtrack. In, I regularly listen to the live performances of Civilization songs. So, oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, tell me about this Flint right so in the aftermath of my 85 hours of Mass Effect in <laughs> six days uh, wow. I haven't really wanted to play any video games this week other than a, like three games of Dota um, I am playing a game called Flint Hook for review is that all one word yeah oh, yes it is I don't yeah. know this game um, neither did I really it is an upcoming action platformer in roguelike indie video game by Tribute Games in which huh. the player character uses a grappling hook to traverse procedurally generated spaceships for treasure. That sounds. <laughs> Developers were inspired by Rogue Lights, including Spelunky and Rogue Legacy. I both of those games are extremely applicable to how this game plays. Nice, like and just the feel of it is very much in keeping with I. I think more Rogue Legacy than Spelunky because there's mm-hmm. not like that sort of emergent accidentally fuck yourself over destruction of environments mm. that Spelunky has. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely die quick if you're not careful. But much more like Rogue Legacy than Spelunky. Um, and what else did they work on? Uh, this company did uh, Mercenary Kings. Oh, yeah, and the art style is very and similar Wizorb. to Mercenary Kings. Can I see? Yeah. Wizorb. Um, oh, I, li- I like Wizorb. They had the, the, funny, the funny wizard. <laughs> yeah, the funny wizard. It comes out <laughs> on the 18th along with 17,000 other games next month. Oh, really? Yeah, April's uh, pretty packed. God damn it. Let's see what comes out on the 18th. Uh, the Telt, the, not the Telltale, the Double Fine remake. Hmm. Uh, uh, Full, Full Throttle. Throttle. Full Throttle comes out that day. Uh, Voodoo Vince remastered <laughs> comes out that day. Why did you have that marked as high priority? Because people care. Really? And that, like, high priority doesn't mean, oh my god, drop everything. It means, like, there are a thousand games coming out this year, oh, okay. and most of them won't get any, like, coverage whatsoever. Okay. Like, high priority might mean, we'll do video of that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So, Full Throttle, Voodoo Vents, uh, The Silver Case, which was not marked high priority, because I have no fucking idea what that is. Uh, the Wonder Boy remake which looks really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flint Hook and the Disney Afternoon Collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the bow, same day. Bow, bow, next bow, bow. I saw people losing their shit about the Disney Afternoon Collection earlier this week. I bet that's... But people are going to buy that and they're going to play it for 25 minutes and realize most of these games suck and then they're going to be like, well, I bought that. <laughs> I don't think so. I, people like actually those, really like the old DuckTales. That is like some like really well-executed cap, like Nintendo-era Capcom shit. Yeah, DuckTales was good. The other stuff... DuckTales was not good. It was not good. It's, it's, I think the people, Rescue Rangers games are, are in the Mega Man engine. DuckTales is a good game. I, I, th- no. I, think, people, I think people really oh, like those there. games after seeing them on uh, like Awesome Games Done Quick and stuff like that. Uh, the, I mean, I remember playing the Rescue Rangers games. Me too. And like, seeing that shit in Nintendo Power Yeah, sure, but, the, but I, yeah. I just think, like, go back to Fuck, all those games that are not... They're just not that good. <laughs> I think the Rescue Rangers games hold up. Are, are they I don't com- remember. Is that coming out on Switch? Yes. Yeah. That's not. Like, I don't think it's been confirmed. It's been suggested that they would like to, uh-huh. but it's not cheap to get a development kit from Nintendo, and it's not cheap to publish on the Switch. So that was that would be the place I'd play those games. Like more. Like it seems like the. I can platform. see that. Yeah. This is going to become the Vita all over again. 
Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm okay with that though. No, I just mean I don't mean like I mean that it's going to be the people complaining when game X isn't on Vita. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm getting. That's why I was going to get ukulele there because I was like, ukulele is a single player thing, and it's something that I can play on it after is I ukulele finish Zelda. Coming to Switch? It is. They, can't, they actually, they, they they actually were the one that canceled their Wii U Kickstarter reward and said, "Hey, we'll give you Switch or any other platform." I you thought want. that was Bloodstained. Yeah, it was also that. Bloodstained. Both of them did that. Oh wow! So prudent. But yeah, ukulele is coming to Wii as well. Um, we have that. Actually, so. bloodstained? No, ukulele. <laughs> uk- fuck, bloodstained doesn't even have a, like a release year. Yeah, I, I think mean, yeah. ukulele so. is out next month. Yeah, like in a few oh. weeks. Yeah. There you go. And it's just um, nice to when you see a Kickstarter game come along. But that game's actually like partially kickstarted. Yeah, initially, and then Team Seventeen is actually fi- the publisher on that. Hmm. They've been slowly getting more into the publishing thing. Like they're, they're the people that did Worms. They still do Worms. Yeah. Oh, wow. but uh, they also published Prison Architect. Prison Architect, and they also hmm. published Overcooked as well. So, ah, so they're having a they're having a good time. They're right doing now. they're doing some good selections. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, they're doing better now. For a long time, they're just like, please buy worms. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But then, I think uh, well, publishing might be a smart thing for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but, and then they I mean Overcooked was this just doing like stupidly well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, like, well, and that's coming out to Switch too. That's a game that makes sense on Switch to me. Like, if you're like thinking yeah. about a thing where like you could get together with like you know four controllers, like you and a friend or something. Like you both have a switch, and so the, or you're buying a second set of Joy Cons, like an insane person. Anyway, um, Flynnhook, Flynnhook. Uh, I don't think that it's as hard necessarily right away as Rogue Legacy and Spelunky can be, but it's pretty punishing in its progression. And mm. that uh, you need to get these three uh, skull coins uh, to get to the first boss. Which means that you have to go... There's only one per level, so you need to go to three different levels to get them. And you have persistent health through each level. And if you die, then you start right back at the beginning. Like, hmm. you lose all of those coins. You still have money and other currency to buy items and, like, level yourself up. So there's so there, a chance. There, there is, progr- like, there is there a is progression. Like, uh, it's very similarly to the way the Rogue Legacy had progression. Okay. Um, but you, you lose a lot when you die. Um... Like you have to redo a bunch of shit when you die. Does, does it drop anything? Like, or no? Because they resets their procedures you generated. So you yeah. did. There's no place to actually like go back to. No. Um, and like before the start, like in when you start, you pick from one of three ships, like three procedurally generated ships, to pirate your way onto with this giant anchor slash grappling hook through their hull. Um, and then once you finish that mission, then you pick from one of a new. Th- series of three and like there would be little adjectives like this one has a battalion this one has a library this one has uh like a food bank so you can get a bunch of health back if you do it right hmm. um and you have to do three in a row to get access to the boss and then if you die at the boss you have to do the whole thing over again did it feel like a kick in the balls in the way that you would in- in- enjoy getting kicked in the balls or is, is it like <laughs> i feel like when you die it doesn't feel like you lose it doesn't feel like you wasted your time okay because you get something out of it. Like, you both level up and get resources to buy things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get annoyed after a few times and was like, okay, well, I'm not going to fully explore this level because I don't want to take the chance of dying. I feel like, I feel like that's, that those games sometimes, though, they're not they're meant as, like, short-time games. Like, you're not supposed to, like, like grind them out. For I don't hours know, and hours. I don't know if you quit 
and come back if it starts you back where you were mm. level wise. Okay. Um, as far as getting all those coins. Um. Anyway, it's I'm I'm enjoying it actually more than I thought I would. The presentation is is very good, and and I think that it it's very consistent and readable in a way that a lot of sort of 16 bit looking games are not. It kind of reminds me of like a lot of the more clever Japanese shit you'd see on game boy advance toward the end of that games, that system's mm-hmm. life. Stuff like drill dozer. Yeah. Um, and I dig that I'm into it. Nice. So yeah, it has a really cool look to it. Uh, I'm not a big fan of getting kicked in the balls when I play games, though. Although I will say, <laughs> that being said, I'm playing Legend of Zelda, and that game kills you at the drop of the hat yep. every fucking two seconds. So that's been like, it's been a real relief watching people love that game and feeling like, oh, thank God, my ten wasn't isn't gonna have like the massive backlash of every like fucking game I've ever nah, given I a high score. Fu- I mean, I can- I can understand at times when I'm playing that game, I'm like, this is why that game is a fucking 10. And then I can understand this is why Jim Sterling thought this game was a seven. Cause it pisses me off sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I, but even when I'm pissed, I'm still saying it's good. Like it's like, a, that is a game. Like I don't every- think it's absolutely perfect. I think it's like a, a really profound new beginning for Zelda. I mean, it's one hell of a way to, it's the, one of the best games I've ever played on the launch of a new system. Like, like a launch, like as far as launch games go, or at the death of a system, if you will. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, mean, I don't think I don't really feel like you could say, "Man, this is such great launch software." Because sure, it was developed on the back the of a Wii U song for Nintendo's last system. It's like, <laughs> well, guys, we spent four years with this system. Let's kick it out with something else before we bury it in the backyard. <laughs> also, yeah. we oh, can't we, afford a casket. Yeah. Oh shit, we got to we got to make <laughs> some changes nice to the party. game because we put it on, on this new thing too. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it does have like certain sort of vestigial elements of that shit. Like the map feels very clearly designed as something that you would always be able to look at and put a pin on. Oh, yeah. really? Hmm. Oh no, they, they said as much where they changed some of the mechanics. Yeah, it, yeah. The map originally was you could you could do exactly what Earth is saying, and then they got rid of that. Like hmm. they were like certain Wii U mechanics. That yeah. They're like, now nah, we're just. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we gotta have someone for the switch. Yeah, yeah. When they realized, okay, we need to make some money back on this. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, trust me. Developing multi-platform stuff is tough, even when it's your own company's I'm multi-platform sure. stuff. So, um, well, I am very glad that the switch and that game seem to both be receiving, being have been received well and seem to be selling well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the switch stuff is sort of out jury like the out. jury is very much out i know mm-hmm. that everybody wants to get real excited for how yeah. well the switch is doing but like every fucking system like this I mean, it'd be nice well. if it did well but yeah i mean yeah. The, the reason i'm saying i'm gonna get ukulele is because i don't know what the fuck else i'm gonna play on it i just like the soon. wii u sold well because arms yeah. arms looks like hot trash to the me the vita sold well right away like, mm. yeah I, I, I thought arms looked cool I think it looks so bad. I have no opinion. I have no interest in any motion punching. The Splatoon network test starts this week on that. I'm actually interested in trying simply because I want other things to try on this thing to see if I'm going to like it. It is an awesome Zelda machine, but but I don't know. You know, that's not why I got it. I didn't get it just well. I'm for now. I got it just for Zelda, but (laughs) I want it to be something where I'm playing third party games because of the fact that it is a compelling thing to be able to take places. Like that is the nice part. I, I you're, you're not going to two weeks. 
Huh? You're not going to buy uh, your whole virtual console library all over again? <laughs> no, but I might actually get... Now that I've played Zelda's been... I might get Skyrim on it if Skyrim runs well enough. Like, I might actually be... Uh, we don't even that. know what version of Skyrim it'll be. No, no. I'm just saying, if it ends up being a decent enough version of Skyrim, I might I be interested in that. Bethesda should just put a bunch of shit on that. Like, hey, here's Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, Switch. totally. Yeah. Why not? I mean, yeah, if you can get the engine working, well, then you got it going, sure. If you get Skyrim working, I assume that fallout 3 and new vegas are not that different so yeah i mean it's funny you say that because it's like uh you know world of goo got made for switch and then it was like also every other game that company's ever made is fucking on switch now so (laughs) take them so i'm still sad that persona is not coming to that console because i would like it's the i assume that sony has paid a decent amount of money to make sure the persona doesn't come to anything but a Sony Uh, console yeah that would be my guess but yes it would make a lot of sense there is persona coming to vita no. no, no, it's, it's a console. Just game. PS4. No, no it's that, on systems that that's, people play. That's the only reason that I liked or Persona PS3, at the maybe? time was because yeah. I. It's I, on PS3 and PS4. I liked Persona at the time, Persona Four, because Golden, because I could take it with me wherever I was. Yeah, and it wasn't a game that I played for visuals at all because it wasn't that great looking. No, so. it, it's it, it like that's. I, I, I want that game as my like. I'm gonna play for an hour before I go to bed, which is what but, Zelda's become for me. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's why the, again the Switch. It's not a good idea to play games right before bed, but if you want to do it, the Switch is good for that. If you want to be a bad, bad boy. So. Uh, well, do some letters? Unless we, have- yeah, we can read like a couple real quick. Okay. Uh, while you're looking at looking at this real quick, uh, I was watching people play Everything, which is this Oh, day. yeah. I've been watching that, too. That's yeah. a weird fucking thing. Where you, you're just possessing stuff and uh-huh. like occasionally unlocking some dude talking about like philosophy and like the theory of life uh-huh. and it, that that was a great game to fall asleep to <laughs> all right first letter from vincenzo uh man he's got a serious name this guy anyways can you pronounce the whole thing vincenzo it, it, his last name well should i say his last name's okay? i don't know maybe not okay yeah. yeah he says uh if he had signed it with his full name i would have read his full name no. um game lore his 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 title is Game lore companion apps? Why not a thing? Game lore can enrich the fictional worlds we immerse ourselves in immensely. But if I only get two hours of screen time on a given work night, all of this ephemera can really take away from actually playing a game. If only there was a more efficient way to consume this material while maximizing playtime. He said, wouldn't it be great if developers or publishers created companion apps that serve the sole function of giving us remote access to the most to unlock game lore on the go? Most companion apps seem completely useless to me. Who wants to pick their multiplayer loadout on their phone? How yeah. much time is something like that really saving you? Do any of you guys feel like you would benefit from a quality of life option like that as well? Why isn't this a thing yet? I, and the only reason I was thinking about this is because wasn't that a thing like at one point Microsoft was like, you can be in a game and then pull out your fucking Surface tablet and be like, look at this. I'm looking up background Same on well, this. I mean, yes. they have that for a lot of their games. Like Forza has that and Halo has that. Like the Waypoint app. Yeah, like that's how you access a bunch of shit. And this, ha- and they specifically do lore stuff in there. I too. think that there's lore stuff in there. Yeah, and there's like just a bunch. That's of, what like, it made me think of. Behind the scenes shit. I mean, I think the Destiny app had a bunch of the grimoire stuff. Okay, I think. Uh, the reason- wait, no, didn't the grimoire only exist on the fucking web page, and that's why people were confused because it wasn't in the app. It was. It's one of the, one of these two things. It was either in the app or just on the web page, but it wasn't in the game. In the game, <laughs> which I think was just like people were like. Well, I'm unlocking these things that I literally can't access in this fucking game. Like, please, like what? Oh, I can't get any of this lore. Please, please, Bungie. <laughs> See, it's like, well, I, I don't really want it to be only in an app. I want it to also be in the game. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes it's like, I'll go up to like 
let's say a computer in mass effect or a computer in fallout 4 and i'll be like i want to read this right now and other times i'm like i just really don't want to read this i want to read this later but i don't want to go through your your cumbersome grimoire menus in order to read it it'd be nice if it synced to a phone app that i could just read all that stuff later because the only reason they don't do that is because that would mean developing a phone app (laughs) yeah that's exactly and a lot of stuff simple thing like honestly a lot of stuff is moving away from app from second shit, screen yeah. so yeah it turned out to not be such a well, hot thing second screen stuff so much although that is definitely like falling out of favor but just like content delivery is moving away from apps as much as possible now especially yeah. for website driven stuff mm. it just means but, that you have to have a separate team that's working on this app and then they have to be syncing up with your story team and then like <laughs> everybody just wants to engineer their stuff to show up in google amp and facebook mm. news and apple news yeah. uh brenton writes in and he says i was he's been going back and listening to old rebel episodes oh <laughs> why he said well he says on top of pointing me games that i missed out because i was fiscally uh, underprivileged yeah. such as besieged broke he says i heard an episode with delay predictions mitch ran down a list of holiday releases and you guys predicted if the game would hit its date or get delayed listening Our track to, record was listening to that good. years later he says i was surprised to see how many you guys got right <laughs> and he says i think this year's e3 is especially ripe for predictions but he says i also know that the closer we get to e3 the more you guys hear about things in advance my question is do you have any e3 predictions we I explicitly do not make predictions about stuff we already know yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But I would just say I, I would, if I could have one E3 wish this year, it's not even Beyond Good and Evil 2 because that's just like a dead thing to me. But if they said anything about a new Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I was happen. saying that like in years past when we know about Oh, yeah, stuff sure. Because it's not a prediction. Yeah. Yeah. That's cheating. We don't cheat. <laughs> but that's the only E3 thing I would love. I would love, I don't think it'll happen. Like, I think that's that like, there's well, a small chance you'll see Beyond Good and Evil 2 this year at E3. I well, would love then to they, find something then about the it. The rumor they, was that it was going to oh. be a Switch game. Hmm. Did, mm. Didn't EA just announce their lineup for, for EA Play? And additional experiences. Yeah, yeah. of unannounced things. Okay. The um, new Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> Need for Speed, yeah. <laughs> FIFA eighteen, FIFA and Madden, and additional experiences. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I think that you've got at least like another two years to wait for Plants vs Zombies if they do that again. Yeah, I just be. I, it's one of those things. I'm like, I doubt it'll ever happen. But we also got another Mirror's Edge, so I don't know what's in this world. <laughs> I think that Plants vs Zombies True. Garden Warfare Two has been really lucrative for them. I think it's been good for them f- in thing. terms of once they made it free as yeah. part of their EA service. EA I think access. that if they do another Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare, it should just be free to play to begin with, or just exclusive to EA access or something. Yeah, like. But yeah, or yeah, it works as a free-to-play game. Like, it does. I yeah. grinded out everything in it anyways. So I and would. you I, also spent real money in that game. I Yeah, Arthur gave me a code for that game, but I've also spent probably $60 in it. So. Huh. Or I would, 70 uh, or 80 or 90 or 100. <laughs> I would like to see a Dragon Age announcement, but I don't think that's going to happen until next year. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I, I don't, don't think I would. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Dragon Age announcement. I mean, Inquisition is two years old now. Three? Three, is it? It'll yeah. be three this fall? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that, that, that would... That yeah. probably, especially if it's coming out next year, like it would give yeah. them... That seems like a decent yeah. enough cycle. I, I mean, maybe it's just be like... Here's people at the studio working on this game. Right. There's some concept art and some <laughs> right. Right. Which they did, like, they did for like a bunch of different uh, stuff last year. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to see the Respawn Star Wars game this year. I 
Yeah, that would highly be nice. doubt it. That'd be I great. Know. I mean, maybe even a teaser trailer, like no yeah. gameplay, just an announce and a teaser. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, announce and a teaser, like all CG or like a logo, uh, just a logo, like via the like name. Yeah, or I could see just voiceover dark screen and then the logo. I mean, Something yeah. like just right. a teaser. Right. Do you remember like the first the first battle Battlefront trailer? Like no. it, it was uh, it was just. It was like six seconds of footage. Oh, really? That was yeah. the teaser at Celebration, wasn't it? Mm, I think it was for, it was for E3. Oh, uh, maybe. It was, it was like two years ago. I, oh, and everyone's like, is this in-game, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was, like, it was, it was the AT-AT like, foot coming <laughs> uh, down. Um, and then like, I think it turns and looks at uh, Vader. And, like, gotcha. Garden Warfare to Garden Warfare 2 was two years. Maybe there will be a Garden Warfare 3 next year. I, don't, I think that... I I'm just know. saying, I don't know. You know, I'd be um, surprised, but... I don't. I don't know what I want at E three this year. Yeah, I mean, the stuff that I want is the stuff that I always. I want. wouldn't mind like a Metroid Prime announcement. I don't think we're gonna get it. Uh, oh, is is there a rumor on that? Well, I know it's just like the same fucking bullshit that Nintendo fans start with every new Nintendo system. Uh, like we want this, shouldn't they make this? How <laughs> dare they not give us this? <laughs> um, I never played through any of the Metroid Prime games. I would do it on a Switch. Oh, so good. I I think that there is a chance that this will happen. I would really like a 4K remaster of Halo Three to go Scorpio. Oh, that could be cool. For sure, like as a Scorpio, yeah, as a well, Scorpio thing. I mean, I think we a remaster of Halo Three that is also in 4K. Yeah, yeah, on Scorpio, right? Because then they can say play Halo in 4K, 60 FPS on Scorpio this fall. Blah blah blah. Uh, um, I would I've, also like a media remote with a mic in it for Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I they probably won't talk about it this year, but I really, really, really want any details on Cyberpunk 2077. Oh shit! They gave a release out. window for that. Recently I forgot about that game to <laughs> the government because the government uh, of Poland out. gave them money, and their release window was the release window of 2017 to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, The Witcher got delayed like a year and a half. So sure. I'm just saying. Oh, I know. I don't expect because like the the thing the trailer that they put out, and they've said this like a million times since then that the trailer that they put out like four years ago. Mm-hmm was a recruiting trailer for people to come work at the studio. It wasn't them being like, we're working on this game. It's like, no, they they were still working. Most of the studio was working on The Witcher. Oh, yeah, of course. And then and then they were, like, ideating on, hey, we're going to make tw- Cyberpunk 2077. You know, they gave uh, then-President Obama a copy of Witcher 2 when he visited Poland because yeah. the country was so proud of it. And I was just learning that there's all kinds of rules about accepting gifts. So yeah. to keep Witcher 2... He would have had to have gone and given a form to Congress and said, "Can I keep Witcher too?" Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't. It, the value of a present does not matter. Doesn't matter. They literally yeah. have to get every single one approved, no matter what it is. Um, it could be a piece of paper. Yeah, has to get approved by Congress. Stuff I would like to see that we won't. Elder mm-hmm. Scroll Six. Oh uh, yeah, which is almost certainly know. in development. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, if, but yeah. that's just having another conference. They have they said as much. Another another press conference. Oh, Wolfenstein Two. I mean, yeah, they've got mm-hmm. to have some new announcements there, you know, because they're not I, just going to be like, hey, Prey came out. Wolfenstein 2, there was a bunch of, there were some leaks about Evil Within 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Fallout Shelter that, 2. Wolfenstein. I'm, Quake Champion stuff will be at the show. Um, I've actually heard. I bet you we things. get Dishonored DLC this fall. Yeah. That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, maybe. More if, do. 
they want to spend more money on that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Prey will be out before the show. I don't know. Maybe we'll see Cyberpunk. Maybe it'll be before somebody's press conference. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, I, I would think that would be something that Microsoft tries to like pick up, like as like something for Scorpio. I think Microsoft Scorpio. is going to try to show a lot of stuff in 4K on Scorpio with that press yeah. conference. That like, would that would be that would be like a massive get for them of like, hey, you remember The Witcher that looked really good on? I mean, they had The Witcher at their press conference before, right? No, they, I they I had was, The Witcher three at their press conference. Oh, I thought it was Sony. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, Either way, but like that's like a look at this fucking cool ass thing. <laughs> um, what's what's what else? I don't know. What, what's hope, what's missing from that's been missing for a while from both Assassin's Sp- Creed? Yeah, oh, we we Assassin's Creed Empire will be there, hmm. um, which is Egyptian Assassin's Creed that's been in development for a long fucking time. I did not know that. Um. Hmm. There were there was footage of that game leaked in 2012. Seriously, they were showing a behind closed doors build of Assassin's Creed Egypt, or uh, sorry, I think that it was considered a new Prince of Persia at the time. Whoa. Yeah, and I could see that it was in development and then got shelved for quite a while. Well, yeah, so you like, worked on other it. things. We're going to turn another Prince of Persia game into an Assassin's Creed and game. Then, yeah. <laughs> this whole thing started. <laughs> yeah. I really liked Prince of Persia. Um, yeah. Crackdown, Black I'm trying to think of like like missing studios. What is the pie in the sky thing that you'd like to see at E3 that you know will not be there? And do not say Beyond Good and Evil. No, Garden Warfare Three will not be there. <laughs> but I would. That's love not it. pie in the sky. But that feels fucking pie in the sky. To that me, game honestly. just that game came out a year ago. <laughs> well, they came out pretty fast a year, and then I two guess years. there was tears. Uh, work for this shit. Don't give me the easy one. I have a good answer. I want to hear yours first. <laughs> Uh, pie in the sky. Is. I mean, pie in the sky is hard because it's like, what's the what's this great game that I love that I want a sequel of? And I already said Dragon Age. I don't know. Yeah, but that's, that's not, not. That's I don't not. Feel like that's pie in the sky. That's I not think pie that in the sky. There's pretty fucking chance of that being there. Yeah. Left for Dead Three. I've heard rumors that that's been mm. being worked on for a long time, and if it was appeared well, in the press conference, it's been all but confirmed that that <laughs> fucking game exists. Yeah. So form. I'm just saying, if if it appeared at someone's press conference or somehow or somehow was there, that would be a pie in the sky thing that I wouldn't mind seeing. PC gaming show. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, I doubt they'd probably go with Microsoft, although stranger things have happened. Yeah. But like, if they did, I, if they did partner with EA again, like they have in the past for the console releases, yeah. if Microsoft is smart, then both Vive and Rift will work on Scorpio. So yes, oh, a, a pie in the cool. sky thing for me would be a Left for Dead. So Not only will be, Vive yeah. and Rift work on Scorpio, any of your third party VR headsets will work on Scorpio. The way mm. that like there's like a second wave of VR headsets hitting this fall from other yeah. companies. Nice. Um, I mean, like, the the big pie in the sky that it'll never happen ever is Half-Life 3. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I was like, look at all this money we're making from Dota. LF for Dead 3 would be really awesome. LF for Dead 3 would be super awesome. I, like, you will see a Gordon Freeman courier in Dota before you see Half-Life 3. <laughs> and that hurts so much because you know I'm right. <laughs> that, I feel like that shook James a little bit in a, in a hard-to-reach spot. James, is there a game that you can think of that you wish to God was going to be there and absolutely won't be? No. I'm, I'll tell you mine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Splinter Cell. 
Oh, oh shit, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, I wouldn't one. mind a new blacklist. Oh god, I, I love wish. Blacklist. It's whitelist. I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just don't turn it into a wave-based survival free-to-play game, please. <laughs> oh god, Splinter Cell is a really good one. I wish I'd thought of that. Yeah, I mean, it's like all the all things I like are like Halo, but like we'll get something. I don't actually. I mean, they may not do anything for Halo Three. Like, or and I think that if they do something for Halo Three, there's a good chance it'll be sold through the Master Chief Collection. <laughs> all right, I can tell you one that I that uh, I want, but I hope doesn't happen because what it might mean for me, and that would be like a WoW two. Yeah, Which, I don't think that'll happen. I don't think that'll happen either, but it was uh, I would love to see, you know, like the the next wow from Blizzard. I I wonder if we see um whatever uh the uh fuck the guys that Riot bought. The guys that Riot Oh, the oh, fighting yeah. game dude. The, the, the yeah, killing but, fighting the, game yeah. dudes. Right, right. They bought uh Radiant. Yeah, I, yeah. I wonder if they they show up at the PC gaming show, oh, would, or, or somewhere else. Like yeah. they could show up at the Microsoft conference yeah. because I honestly see them like if with how they would build a free to play fighting game yeah. and like the way that like uh, League is now a Windows native app. I think hmm. um, or it's like it's sold through the, it's like sold through the store, so you can activate it through the store. Oh, mm. nice, um, smart. Uh, at least that's what I think how they, they were working on that. Mm. Um, that that makes sense as a like xbox anywhere yeah game and like that free to play fighting game would be pretty great yeah like 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 uh, rising thunder was and like right. like but exactly. whatever they're doing for that like having it on xbox hmm. and on scorpio well, it would make sense to have it on every console because if you're making a free to play game just get into the many platforms you can yeah that's true, but like in terms of if it was showed up at a conference regardless of if it was an exclusive or not oh, sure, i think sure, it sure. would show up on like microsoft yeah stage. i mean like at this point, for free-to-play games, it uh, it's not actually a bad thing to be exclusive to a platform because at least then you get attention. Like mm. that's how Smite gained traction was by saying we're on PC and Xbox, 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 Xbox. Hey guys, so now they're Xbox. For, right? Yeah, but that was after like eighteen months of being on Xbox exclusively. Yeah. Like, yeah. just like a gigantic right now is like only on. Well, I yeah. Guess, if it means better store placement, that's always a good reason to do it because free-to-play games in general on both stores are very buried. They're kind of hard to find. And not only that, but like there's just so many free-to-play options on every platform that if on there's P- not on PS4 and, con- and Xbox, there's like less than fifteen on both. Like there's like less than fifteen free-to-play games. Like it's not very crowded. I think that that's but they're enough. just very buried. Like for them just to not stand out. Oh yeah, I'm just saying that um, Microsoft in general doesn't have the their store now advertises it's compete it, back in the day it was like games now the store competes with movie releases psn's the same way music and so it's hard for, there's very limited space for them to promote a game so it's tough it's a tough world out there um, yeah i don't know there's a, there it should be an interesting e3 definitely i look forward to e3 every is. year yeah yeah me too um i had my first meetings yesterday and today <laughs> yay meetings <laughs> all right well find out if we got it right in three months <laughs> so less than 90 days you can go to Shut i'm up James. at jeff <laughs> on twitter i won't be at e3 you can follow r3s at agis and you can follow matt at talking orange and james at james underscore faulkner 
uh, go stream on Twitch, go to Polygon, read some reviews, and uh, I don't know. You can uh, continue to play Marvel Heroes as well. Yeah. That's play a the game shit that out of that game. You can, uh, at least for this next week, I think we'll be still streaming Power Rangers. Okay. Which is a cool thing that we've been doing. Power Rangers. Nice. I didn't know that. The show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's cool. Like like old school Power Rangers. Like every single season of, <laughs> of Power Rangers we've been streaming for the last week. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to see what someone's one of the one of those guys fucking murdered someone recently. Really? Yeah. He just went to jail. The 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 a Red Ranger, a Red Ranger, a Red Ranger. and a number of Red okay, Rangers. Okay, yeah, he's, he's in jail. Well, the one from the original Power Ranger series, I'm pretty sure in America, that guy's in jail. Wait, really? I, no, I don't think that. I don't, I don't think, think that one. No. Uh, I thought it was him. He murdered his roommate with a sword. <laughs> I, think, so, I saw that. Red Ranger arrested. All right. Anyways, go check it out. Thanks everyone for listening. With that, uh, we're done. Don't murder people with swords. Start nuts. Anthony, speak. Hello. I have pillows and remotes and... And no cable plugged into your mic. <laughs> that could probably help. Nah, we don't need it. I'll power it with my mind. This isn't fucking that. Breath of the Wild. You can't use a bunch of forks to go from one thing to the other. Uh, there's an electricity puzzle in the game where you're supposed to use like these objects to generate electricity. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. Well, I have a I have one of those electric wand things for now. I've been holding on to it for a long time. I actually put but it's in. It's not like, just that you have to hit it with electricity; it's you have to keep it flowing. I put like 40 hours into that game and only now just spent my spent my first Korok seeds. Like I've just been hoarding them, and then now I was like slots. <laughs> so, uh, you, did you do it once or have you done it twice? I've done it until he told me to stop, found him at the next spot, did it until he told me to stop. So I've done it twice. Trump is do you think he likes truck nuts? <laughs> like I actually like saw, truck truck balls? Yeah. Maybe? I actually saw a truck on the highway on my work two days ago with legitimate truck nuts. Yeah, it's and a like, thing. Yeah, it's a thing. But they weren't like but uh, like sometimes they're like somewhat tasteful in the sense that they're steel. Yeah, but like this, some, this the, 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 looked the, like, like saggy. skin balls. Yeah, like, they're like sa- saggy. I was like, I was like, it's kind of like I latex like, balls. I was like, that's vulgar in a way. Yeah. It's like it's gross. <laughs> he was like a caricature of a human being, though. Truck yeah. nuts, rebel flag stickers, like all like anything you think when you think truck nuts and a rebel flag sticker. Mm-hmm. Th- other things you might imagine on the car, and they were there. Was there a banjo in the passenger seat? I, I, I didn't see that, but yeah, it was, it was like it was like such a caricature. I was like, wow, you do exist. <laughs> They they are pretty great. I think uh, Trump likes truck, truck nuts because he likes big trucks. He's a big truck boy. Matt, speak. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big boy who finally gets to sit in the big boy truck. Honk, honk. Trucks are kind of awesome, by the way. Uh, hey, that, that, hey Matt, guess what? Was I not plugged in either? Why don't you look? Uh, yeah. I, I agree in the sense that like... Uh, just like... When, when you're up in when you're up when you're up in a truck savages when you're up in a truck like a big truck that's got like i've never been in one but i i've been in like 
U-Hauls and stuff. And even those, you're like, wow, I feel so high off the ground. It feels yeah. crazy. Oh, they're great. So I can only imagine in a semi. I can like, see the world from up here. That's actually, be- I actually got to ride in a, in a fire truck when we were filming in North Carolina for Sony, and it was fucking awesome. Because it was like one of those big-ass fire trucks, too, where Wait, somebody separately can drive in the back. Was this recently you were filming in North Carolina? Uh, 2015. Yeah. I, I would love... I have like a weird obsession with the uh, eighteen wheelers that have like the living quarters and everything. Yeah, right. those are oh, super those are cool, amazing. Yeah, they're Did so you cool. See over the top when you were usually, a kid or something. It, it, well, those are know. usually trucks. Obviously, like that's the difference, right? That's a guy who works for a company and owns his own truck versus yeah. like people who are just running the company trucks. Yeah. So yeah, yes and no. It depends on the. I guess maybe if they the know company, you're going to do an interstate drive, yeah. like a big one, they'll be like, "We'll and, give you a And the restriction, and it's gotten a lot more restrictive on that when you drivers, sleep. yeah, when they can and can't actually drive. Yeah. yeah, it's like built into like the trucks now. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna. That's a job that probably won't be around in less than a generation. When my uh, yeah. when my my older brother used to drive trucks, it was uh, all about um, drive finding the the best alternate routes where trucks could drive like eighty, ninety, hundred miles an hour. Uh, probably more like ninety, I'm guessing. Mm. And uh, he used to tell me stories about how they'd be you know cruising along at a hundred, and I'd be like, I don't think that's correct, but. Anyway, um, then you get on the five, and then well, everywhere. no, it, no, it, not it, in California, it, but other yeah. states let it, fucking it, trucks it, it, go yeah. as fast as they want. Yeah, yeah. He, he'd be, he'd be like, yeah, I'd be, uh, you know, there's certain places like up through Utah, Nevada, mm-hmm. and it's basically where it's like, okay, this highway that used to be the main highway that's not used so much anymore right, is now yeah. a major truck thoroughfare. And uh, oh no, it wasn't that he was driving 100. He said I was driving 95, and I saw this cop like coming up behind me and i was super super afraid that he was going to pull me over and mm. i was going to lose my job and all that kind of stuff because back then it would be like your bosses would always want you to get there faster but somehow magically not get caught by the police yeah and then it's like but this is such a trucker road he said that the cop just like went right on by him and waved out the window yeah i don't know it's like if for people who aren't in california in california there's like the whole thing there's like, limiters on trucks now. About yeah, how and fast California they can drive. is weird because California is the only state where trucks have a different speed limit, or at least in my experience, was the only state I was in where trucks had the 55 mile an hour limit. And every other state, they're just like, oh no, I see that all over. You go well when I was in Utah, and Nevada, and all those states, it was just like they go, they go the fucking speed limit. They can go as fast as the, everybody else. Like mm. go the flow of traffic. Yeah, it's fucked it's, up. It's not crazy more, shit, dog. That's. I don't think that we're going to have self-driving cabs anytime soon because Uber has ruined that for everyone. But self-driving, <laughs> yeah, but truck, self-driving even self-driving truck is definitely something that will happen probably yeah, in the next e- six years. Yeah, but even those will still have a person in them for at least, like you said, probably like I'd guess another fifteen years would be like only because they usually want someone for the the things they're struggling with. I was listening to an NPR thing about this hmm. is like the very start and the tail end. Hmm. Like that's the only part they struggle with, like the parking yeah. part and backing in. The trucks have a little bit of trouble with I, other I, than that. I, th- I think that at the point you certain you just have end to end, like you just yeah, have like, like they just drive. They just meet up to the car. Someone gets yeah. in, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like yeah. it doesn't even have a cab. It's just like in Logan. If you're yeah, watching, has everyone here seen Logan? Yet? No, no, I haven't they seen had it. Self-driving yet. trucks in it. Yeah. Really, you haven't seen Logan yet? <laughs> nah, you should really do that. I haven't seen it yet either. Yeah, uh, but in, in Logan they don't have any cabs. Like it's just it's just the trailers on wheels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And then at a certain point, I think you would just have a someone with a controller literally on the other end that's just like, like a drone operator. Yeah, basically a drone operator, and maybe de- and maybe more dedicated freight lanes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is probably what it would take to really make it happen is like specific yeah. lanes that are set aside for freight that have you like know, special markers on them. There's a thing that we have right now that are dedicated freight lanes and they're called trains. I saw, yeah, I saw a fucked up commercial for trains <laughs> the other day that was like, what do you mean? Uh, you're on the train tracks and you think this train's going to stop before it hits me. The train will stop. <laughs> and then it shows the, this fucking car getting rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled oh. by a train. And the train's brakes on it says the train will stop one mile after it hits you. Right. Because that's how long it takes a train to yep. stop. And I was just like, Jesus. <laughs> I, people yeah. seem to forget that trains are big things. That, yeah. That they, you have momentum. Yeah. Yeah. And the nobody, laws of yeah. physics are a real asshole. Yeah. Inertia and physics are like, yeah, they're, they have to be watched and monitored. If, Good times. Uh, if you're on a train, like a passenger train, and you're stopped for a trespasser incident, that means that your train hit somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it happened all the time on Caltrain. When I was I was going up from like Mountain View to like Mid Peninsula and like somewhere usually between Palo Alto and that area and uh, in Redwood City, that is usually where it would happen. Wow, and it yeah. sucks because yeah. then yeah. on that train knowing you, it literally like, just killed someone. Like you are. <laughs> God, I'm late. This sucks. This sucks. And being angry about it, but also like someone is dead. Yeah, uh-huh. I am late, and someone is dead, and both of those things feel terrible. But being mad when someone is dead is like a new dimension. <laughs> yeah, terrible. it's not. It's yeah, I was. I took a train back from San Diego uh, for Christmas, and we got stopped for two hours because like someone was on the tracks. We, uh, I was on a train from Prague into Austria, like somewhere in the mountains out in the middle of nowhere, and the train stopped in the middle of the night. And there was a couple big announcements that came on the train, and they were in Czech, so of course we couldn't understand them. And then it, uh, finally an announcement, a big long announcement, and then in English they said, uh, we are sorry, there will be a 600 minute delay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty big delay. Like, okay. And they they ended up actually turning off uh, the heat in most of the cars. And so we we hightailed it into the first class compartment where the heat was still on. And when the the conductors came through, they're just like, you're fine. We're just trying to stay warm. Yeah. We're trying not to die. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I took took the train from here to PAX one year. The, the, The PAX train that goes from L.A., or oh, the Coast Starlight, yeah. Yeah, it goes all... Or from maybe San Diego? Yeah, it goes from San Diego all the way to Seattle. Yeah, and, and like, that was super cool. Like, yeah. once a day, you yeah. have to catch yeah. that train at exactly the right time. But it's not a train the whole way, is it? You yeah. have to take a bus? No, it's a train, it's a the, train whole the whole way. Oh, there's a, they, it takes so long. I, just, I, just, so cool. I just didn't know there was a train that went around the grapevine. I thought you always had to take a bus over the No, grapevine. it goes, like, uh, through L.A., through Santa Barbara. Like, I haven't uh, taken it down. I haven't taken the coast. it down south, but it does go I the whole see, way. Yeah, because when I went down to Irvine and stuff, I always took train to Bakersfield, oh, Bakersfield yeah. to L.A. bus. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you're going so, to San Diego, you actually could go to San Diego. I see. It just takes forever. Yeah, it's it yeah. faster to go to Bakersfield, the bus to L.A., and then the train. Even that, yeah. though, is yeah. like three times longer than just driving. It's like so long. It's four days. It's so great. to Like, long yeah. train lines are amazing. Like, when we did the... Uh, uh, when we were filming for Train Jam and went from Chicago to Emeryville, and Emeryville is right outside of San Francisco, and that whole three days, like over the Rockies and through Colorado and everything, with these uh, observation cars that are all windows yep. that like arc over the top, so basically you're you're like in a bubble train car, yeah. and uh, it's 
fucking epic and beautiful and wonderful and trains are so relaxing and amazing yeah i I went to sleep i got on at like 9 p.m mm-hmm. or aroundish here yeah, yeah. I, I think it was here like it was in oakland or something yeah it's in oakland at nine yeah yeah, yeah. um and, and then, i know because i used to have to take that back and forth to reading all the time ah uh, yeah, yeah but i woke up in the middle of like uh in of oregon yeah, and, oh, and, yeah. And, and it's just like you wake up and it's just mountain ranges and like small towns and like, white supremacists. <laughs> I uh, only in certain areas. I uh, yeah, man. The second they invent self-driving cars that are like really, really, really good, and the law doesn't require you to be awake in them, mm-hmm. like I'm never gonna fly to LA ever again. I'm oh, just gonna, I'm just gonna get in my car at like midnight and be like, and then yeah. wake up in LA and be like, oh hey, well yeah, you can take right? your weed with you. Sure. I just sleep in my car all the time. What, I want to go to Seattle? I'll just sleep. Uh-huh. I'll sleep the whole way. I would be too worried about something happening. No. I'm all, I'm all into it. I'm all Also, I don't know, like, the flight from here to L.A. is so short, and the drive is so long. It's not, it's not about the but flight being, it's just not about sleep. the flight being short. It's about airports and uh, sucking. But if I just slept yeah. the whole way, I wouldn't even care. Yeah. I used I don't to, or if I could dim my cat, if I could, like dim my cabin and not see outside and just watch a movie but be mm-hmm. like cut off i'd be like all right this ain't so bad <laughs> i i when i was living in la i would come back up probably like once a, once or twice a month and i preferred like i preferred to like just drive because yeah. you didn't have to be on anybody else's schedule yeah pretty much yeah and, and it's like and it's like i and i'm old enough that i i think i'm still resentful of the fact that airports are the way that they are after 911 I don't know. I mean, yeah. Well, I do have. I, I, I didn't do much flying before nine eleven, but I did have memories of taking my brother and sister to the airport, and we'd always walk right up to the gate with them, and, yeah. and be like, "See, ya, get on your jetway." If you want an mm-hmm. airport that feels more like airports used to, I would recommend flying out of Oakland because SFO is way more of a zoo than Oakland International is. The closest thing mm-hmm. you can get to an airport that feels Depends. like used to is going to Long Beach in Southern yeah. California. It's like the <laughs> tiniest Burbank. little thing, uh, like yeah. Burbank Airport, yeah. the, the yeah. Um, uh, Santa Rosa Airport. Is like that as well. Sure, like any of the little tiny ones. Yeah. like Long Beach yeah. is weird though. Do the commute, t- their commuter airports. Yeah, Long Beach is all portable buildings. LA is the only city I've ever been to where it feels like this. This area has three or four airports for a good reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting flying in and out of it in, in like Kalispell, Montana, because it's up near the Canadian border. So I guess there's uh, some homeland security stuff up there. So it's this tiny, tiny little airport that maybe has a dozen people that are occasionally going through security every so often. And yet there's National Guard stationed all over it <laughs> with, like, machine guns and tack vests and everything. Anyway. All right. Should well, we make a show? We sound pretty sound-checked. That's going to be the fucking longest sound-check in the world <laughs> after, this, after the end of the show. Deal. <laughs>